What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out with us. You know where you are. We're Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis hanging with you on this hump day. I've been called worse. Day. Hump day, four days away uh, from Christmas. Uh, special birthday shout out to the wifey. Happy birthday, Maggie Ellis. Uh, hey, Maggie Ellis happy, happy birthday, 21 years Maggie. old. 21. What? Yep, amazing sure. how that happens. Uh, how they just My wife's birthday is Friday. Yeah, my wife's birthday is this Friday. Dang, yes. December babies. Yeah, it's let awesome. Me ask, let me it's ask awesome. you this, Rob. Let me yeah. ask you this. Now, when, when you met, when you started dating Maggie and you met her, did she did she constantly tell you stories about how when she would give gifts, people would give her one gift and say, "Hey, this is your birthday slash Christmas gift." Yeah. So she forever yeah. talks about how she gets short shrift because of the birthday being so close to Christmas all yep. the time. You are dead yep. on your wife too. Yep. And, and mm-hmm. so what I've done meticulously is I have tried, and, and my kids have been really good about this. We have made a concerted effort every year to separate the two. So yep. we, we, we give her her birthday due, which we will this Friday as well. Yep. And then, you know, we can move on to Christmas. And even before I had kids, I would always try to make sure I would give her separate gifts, you know, and not pull the, hey, this is your combination gift. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't do the, con- I make sure there's a separation of church and state. Like yes, this is birthday, yes. 
let's be real clear. This, you know, and the card too, the card, the gift, let's be real specific. And yeah, that's what I did. I got her a, uh, a card and a, and a gift certificate for a, uh, a massage hand in stone massage. Oh, nice. oh, oh, look at you. Yeah. Damn, Rob, I didn't think you had it in you. Yeah. So I, uh, the only problem is I, I, I legitimately feel bad. I'm, I'm yeah. working every night this week, so it's tough. I can't, I don't get a chance to, uh, to hang out with her uh, mm. tonight, but her sister's taking her to the Sixers game. Nice. Oh, all right. So not bad, right? Oh, so you cover. I can't tell. I can't tell you what I got, Trish, because she's either eavesdropping or she's right beyond this door over here. So I can't. You text can't us. You. You'll text us separately, text and, and we yep. won't reveal yeah. uh, until until the big day. All right. So Yo, what's this? What's this? Stephen talking about? Gunner showed up. Stephen Paparo. What gunner showed up? Where was I supposed to be? Did I miss something? He's he's yeah. making fun of the fact that you were late yesterday. I guess I don't know. I'm not sure. Ah, okay. All go. right. Hey Jeremiah, was... uh, yeah, happy birthday to your pop. Uh, yeah, in, man. In, yeah. In, uh, in heaven, I think he said a little bit earlier. Um, oh, all right. So anyway, okay. uh, so hope everybody's doing well out there. See everybody in the chat se- chat section. Hope you guys are doing great. Everybody streaming. Everybody listening. We uh, we appreciate you guys, and it's always fun hanging out. Um, so here's what we have: Eagles back at practice. We don't. We're going to get into this a little bit heavier at, at twelve thirty. We don't know right now. Um, with Jalen Hurts, you could maybe view it as a smoke screen. So Dallas prepares for two quarterbacks. You could view it as Jalen Hurts wishful thinking. We know he's a tough dude. He's going to try and push for this. Or, you know, look, there's a lot of a lot of different directions to, to you can how you view this thing. I'll just let's get a little basic summary of where you guys stand. Like I I don't think he's playing. Uh, <coughs> you know, Derek, I know you talk to people, Barrett, you talk to people. This is just my gut. I think they're going to err on the side of caution um, unless he's really has a miraculous turnaround here in the next day or two. Where are you guys at? I'm I'm with the I'm with that they're going to hold him out even though he may be good to go. In fact, you know I, I kind of stated it a little bit, you know, just a little bit, and I got slammed and in, in by the stream and you two about it. But um, about what I didn't slam about, about about them maybe holding him back. You know what I'm saying to let him recover just another <clears throat> week. You know what I'm saying just just from just from even if he was, even if he was healthy, wait you you would have done this had he not injured the shoulder. I'm thinking they would have. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think. Oh, see, uh, yeah, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, yeah, yeah yes, now I remember us debating okay. this. Yeah, I, yeah. I, man, I don't think uh, that's fine. Well, they, I, we'll agree to disagree. I think he would have played. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, wrap this thing up. You yeah, you got to finish it off. I understand. I understand they need to wrap it up, but the caliber competition over the next three weeks. Isn't as good as um as we are. That's all I'm saying. And That's and true. and just 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 knowing how this organization is, man. I mean, how many times of, of you know in the preseason they just say, "All right, he'll be fine," going into a game without any reps. They mm-hmm. don't have a problem with it, man. Right. They really don't have a problem with it. And yes, this is a crucial game in our psyche in our minds, but. It'll be harder to rest him with with a month left, man. It's a month, so at least he'll have a tune up, and only have to wait three weeks instead of four weeks. That's all I was saying. I would just, I, I look if, if again this if, if we're just hypothetically he's healthy, he plays this one, and I get him some reps in the and probably the, uh, one of the Saints or Giants game, I get him a little bit of reps. I can't have him off for a month. Exactly, well, what I'm saying exactly. Yeah, exactly. like he can he doesn't sit play this game. It's five weeks. It's January twenty right. first. He he played the eighteenth. 
absolutely. And that's all I'm trying to say, man. I mean, realistically, do you give them off that long? And they, they've had the capacity to do that. Yeah. And when you're playing against a lesser opponent, why wouldn't you? That's what I'm saying. That's True. all I'm saying. You know, yeah, it's, it's okay. just something okay. to think about just knowing how they operate. Their mode of operation is a lot different than what I've seen. Barrett, look, I would have never alone. thought anybody about I talked to your, your compadre uh, last night at NBC Sports Philadelphia, Dave Zingaro, and he he says, yeah, they'll absolutely – they wouldn't have any, any qualms sitting him, you know, the entire time. I'm like, five weeks, man? Like, the, here's the difference. If, if you don't do – like, we all know how they handle preseason. And, and look, it's worked. They have had probably the least amount of injuries of anybody in football. However, that, if you lose that Detroit game, you're going to have a game the next week. You lose the divisional round, it's over, man. Yep. Like, you can exactly. afford rust early in a regular season. You can't now. Well, you sit him this game, and if they lose to Dallas, then you have to play him against the Saints. Or if you sit him against the Saints – and I don't see them losing that game, but if you know, you know, blind squirrel finds an acorn every now and then, then you have to play them against the Giants because the Giants are going to need that game to get in. It means you still haven't clinched the number one seed and the NFC East. Okay. But by design, they could actually be jumping into the number one seed regardless. I mean, because I don't know what Minnesota's record is. If they lose one, they have three. The- they have three, Barrett. They have three. Yeah. So Minnesota have if the Eagles ten, have ten to win, three. Yeah. Eagles just need to win one more game. Right. Okay, and even if they finish in a tie with Minnesota, they have the tiebreaker over Minnesota. Now, I'm going to throw this caveat at you, gentlemen. Every, I'm going to start by saying everything I've been told is he's fine. He's fine. But as I said before, there's a 50-50 chance they may sit him out the Saints game. So you know me, the wheels start spinning. And I'm thinking, if you sit him out two consecutive games, then that tells me there's something a little bit more, my experience, my just my personal opinion that something a little bit more than just a sprain is there something in that rotator okay so with that said i'm having a conversation with one of our colleagues last night uh, i'm going back and forth with uh, adam kaplan last night we just talked chatting so he tells me some things i tell him some things and all of a sudden he says something that and i said what he says you know, we've been hearing certain things. Now, Kaplan is as tuned in as anybody. Especially with injuries. Adam is all over, has always been a big Jeff, like, Jeff Mosher yeah. has his contacts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So now the wheels are really start spinning. Is this a smokescreen in terms of them telling everybody, oh, he's fine. Oh, he's fine. Yeah. You know, maybe he is fine. But if you sit him two games in a row and you haven't clinched, see, that tells me something a little bit more than just a sprain then. And they're covering it up until he's ready now when would that be i don't know Mm. know. i you know i can't say that i can even believe that man because this is it's it may be it may not be that injury it may be something else Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um you know it, it may be you know he might foot might hurt i mean you never know man it's just this organization man they don't mind they think so highly of Jalen that right. they wouldn't mind holding him back at any point. Right. At any point and let him ride out. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little different. It's a little different in, in, in a, how you approach um, with Jalen Hurts. And when you have the quality of backup that they have, they definitely don't have a problem with it. You know, so well, I mean, well, he, yeah, yeah. Th- things are just going too smoothly. 
There had to be some kind of. You can't just be thirteen and one and winning every week and everybody's great. Every MVP and all all kinds of Pro Bowlers and it was just too smooth, too smooth for Philadelphia, man. You knew it. See, see, Andy B says D Gundy still played after he injured. Sure, he did. Yeah, absolutely. Could could he have done more damage to? I mean, he was still slinging it now after he got hurt. Could he have done a little bit more damage to it? But still slinging it. We don't, don't know. Well, the, the other thing know. is, and you guys know this. You I've know, seen this happen too many times. Yeah, well, especially you, Barrett. I mean, you there's adrenaline in a game that's that, that, that can cover up for a lot of things. You wake up the next day and you're like, whoa, man, you know, what the heck happened? Or you're flying home and it starts to hit you. You know, there you go. Feel like a, you feel like a train hit you or something, man. Yeah. Or an how, about you, yeah how about if you sleep a certain way, you wake up the next day? Oh, uh, oh, I and I well, and especially oh. with this guy, like you know, it's sore if this dude's even saying anything to the to the to the staff, you know, or or the coaches or his teammates. You know, he's feeling it. Right. So, you know, I I just I don't think I don't think we see him in Dallas. I don't know what they do going forward. I'll say I'll be on I'll go on record right now and I'll tell you I think it's a mistake if you sit him out five weeks. <laughs> Absolutely, you gotta. If again, if he's right, I'm not. If he's hurt, get him to do what you got to do. He's right. He's got to play in one of those games, man. See, He's look, uh, I'm looking at people in the chats, man. They, they don't get it, dude. They don't get it. See, well, if you know, if he was that injured, how could he have done what he did? You know, people, people don't, people don't understand, man. They don't get it. You know, oh, he's fine. Yeah, he might be fine. I hope he is. You people don't understand. How many years have you been covering the game, Rob? Twenty-seven. I've been covering the game forty-two. How many years you played the game, Barry? Twelve. How many years you covered the game? Uh, 10. How many times have we seen players finish off a game and all of a sudden he's on the IR the next day because of I something? I mean, I've done it myself. There you go. See, I've done it I myself. mean, I just see the people, people just see that just, it just drives me nuts, man. They just, well, yeah. he, why could he have done this? He could have, it could have been a sprain when it happened. He could have done something to it later in the game. Yeah. You don't know, yeah. and then when you're cold, you don't really feel it. Well, and you, you can really feel you, that for, stuff, for, man. For, for the time you could have some adrenaline, and then you could aggravate it later yes. on, on, on any any little thing. And I don't, I, I I didn't see him go to the locker room, so I don't even know if there was any, you know, any help given to it. I I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, but I, yeah, just because he was able to finish, like Donovan was out there on a broken ankle. A broken oh, ankle. Nick Thank Fol- you. Or, uh, Carson Wentz. We'll talk about Nick Foles in a little bit, but uh, Carson Wentz. You know, on a shredded knee, not just an ACL, like everything blown <laughs> right. to bits. Yeah. You know, is out there slinging touchdowns. I, I don't know how the guy did it. So, but anyway, it happens from time to time. And and you, like I said, man, the adrenaline, you know, the hype of the game gets yeah. you through a lot. Great of stuff, minds bro. think alike. There, there you go. You know what I'm Dan, saying? Dan and I on the same page. Uh, that, wait, Wentz got hurt. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's Absolutely. what I'm saying. Yeah, but there, there were. It's, it's. I, I wouldn't. I would just tell the folks, just don't necessarily go by that. Like it, he could. You figure things out as time goes on sometimes, and it's – yeah, look, man, it's his throwing shoulder too. Like this is a – got to be cautious here. Yes. You, gotta, you, you didn't come this yes. far to force him out there and make it worse, and then and then you look at a Gardner Minshew in the playoffs, man. You, you didn't come this far to do that. This, this team has enough talent and depth on both sides of the ball to play these last three games without Jalen Hurts and win two or three easily, at least easily, yeah. okay? But when you're talking about clinching, and if you're talking about keeping your quarterback out of multiple games, you have to wonder because we've seen it too many times. You experienced it too many times. You've been there. You've done that. 
So, you know, even though an organization tells you, how many times have NFL organizations lied to the media and the general public about something with a player? Yes. It right. happens weekly. Right. It, or, they, week. or you just, you, could, you don't have to flat out lie. You can just sort of like shell game. Smoke it screen it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just. I hear it. Fitness Rebel takes exception to the fact D-Gun saying you people again. Not, okay, Fitness Rebel, <laughs> don't be so sensitive when I say you people. The people I'm referring to know who they are on the chat. You know, they're going to sit there and, oh, no, you don't know what you're talking about. This, this, that. Okay. Are you talking from a fan perspective or have you covered the game? Have you talked to – have you been inside the locker room? I'm just saying we have a different perspective. That's why we throw every possible – every possible – conversation out there because somewhere along the line is the truth yeah I, look i I, I think look they know by they i mean organizationally they know <laughs> better than anybody else what's going on with this guy um the here's my fear to an extent because jalen is such a gamer he may not be completely forthcoming with how it feels because he wants to go out there with there his you guys. Go. happens. There you go. And, and I'm worried about time. that. I, I'm legitimately worried about that. All the time. That happens all the time. I, I, bro, I didn't, I had a high ankle sprain, bro. And most of these guys, they get a high ankle sprain. They don't play for what? Three. That's a bad weeks. one. Yep. That's a bad four, one. Like four to six weeks, bro. I told him to shoot it up and I played the next week. And we only had one game left in the season. We weren't going to the playoffs. And I started that game and I played, in that game against yep. uh, Washington, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Ended up that I, 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 I actually the ankle was broke. I didn't Ooh. know it was broke until I went the next year. I left and went to Detroit. Wow! And I'm at Detroit, and they said, "Man, you know, I had, you know, I went through practice um, during uh, mini camp, not mini camps, but um, OTAs." And I tweaked it. Again. I'm like, "Man, what is going on with my ankle? Why am I feeling like that?" I went and got X-rays. They said, "Man, you got a piece of dead bone that got cracked off." in your um ankle when did you do this because it's, it's dead but it's not it's like yeah. i don't know if you can say newly dead but it hasn't you know yeah when you know it wasn't right right, right. so it was like man this is you know so they had to take it out you know what i'm saying and and then i i practiced the very next week even though they took that out you know so it's, it's like jeez man it's it's you you don't want to get wally picked you don't want to have somebody come in because you're hurt <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's what have you done for me lately? It's a very unforgiving league, man. Very unforgiving. And, and I don't, I really don't think this. I don't because I know how Jalen is. I think other players, this may come into factor because I've heard this floated. Other people saying he's going to want to play because he wants to win the MVP. Like, I, I don't believe me. That's I think he definitely not the answer. No, and I no, think he wants no. to win the MVP. However, I don't think that's why he would go out. But I think if he, he wants to do it because he wants to play with his teammates. He wants to beat the Cowboys. He wants to lock it up. That that not because he wants to win the MVP. And I like I get where people might think that, right, but right. I really don't think that's his no mind. Not to the man, detriment of no, the season. No, yeah. that man wants that Lombardi more than anything else. Yeah, just yep. like that whole team. How he built this team for the Lombardi and nothing more. Yeah, and any other accolades individually, players get along the way. That's 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 a plus in their cap. But right. this was about building a team that could get to that final game right now when we all thought back in April and May they were building something for the future, the immediate future. Well, the immediate future jumped up on us real quick as they kept adding all these big-name players. And so here we stand with a team that could very well be in the Super Bowl. And yeah. if you don't, why would you take unnecessary – you know, a chance with him. Right. If you don't and, have to. You know, damn it. Sills makes a good point here. You know, if you're Dan Quinn, you tell him, you know, it's, it's, it's almost assumed if he's out there, 
pile drive him, man. Drive him into the ground, especially if he takes off with the ball. Yes. So people, people want to say that's dirty football. No, it's not. No. It's, 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 that's football. It's the NFL. It's, it's the that's NFL. football. That's college yeah. football. That's any football. Hey, key player has an injury. I want you to hit it. Yeah. He's, he got a, he's playing with a fractured finger. Slap that hand. I told you. I told you guys with what Seth and his defense said back in the day. I want to see how the backup quarterback plays. Yes. That's, that's absolutely. That's it in a nutshell. You know, I want to see the backup quarterback can play. Yeah. No, your fitness realm makes a good point. If he wants to win a, he wants to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl MVP is more important. Plus, getting, uh, getting the two rarely happens. She's right about winning the MVP and winning the Super Bowl rarely right, happens. Right, right. Well, I, I, in a let's say for me, a perfect world is you you do rest them Saturday. You you still beat the Cowboys. I know it's going to be tough, but you still beat the Cowboys, and then you're able to get him a little a little bit of work uh quarter uh, I'm sorry guys I don't think it's I don't think that it's going to be hard work bro beating the Cowboys I really don't I hope you I hope you right. Barrett Barrett you are very very confident in this game man I, yes. I will say that I might we, we so Gunner before you jumped on yesterday we were right. we're kind of digging into this one and like I, and I mean this I love it Barrett was shot out of a cannon man like he was on and was it I, was CTE or was it just no, no. a little bit of bird, a little bit of both, you know? No, okay. 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 Stuff. Uh, no, no, no seriously, no, seriously. Big bird. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, I just think that we're a far superior team today, even with our backups. I agree. I don't see Dak as being that quarterback we have to fear. Number one, yeah, I agree. Number two, you stop Tony Pollard, you stop that offense. I believe now we know how to play against crossing um, receivers, crossing receivers killed us. Um, you know, uh, Terry McLaurin killed us on these crossing routes. Now yeah. they understand how to play those routes because, it, you know, it, it's monkey see, monkey do when you're a defensive coordinator. I right, mean, when right. you're an offensive coordinator, you see some guy do this and have some success against it, you're doing yeah. the same thing. Well, they finally got the hang of it. They're stopping those type of routes. Now going into this, what does Dallas have to counterpunch? They really don't. I mean, you stop that running game. You stop that offense, man, because they can't drop back and pass against the way our line is, is, is pass rushing. They can't do it. They can't do it. And I really believe we're going to run the ball more consistently because we're just going to want to humiliate them. The worst thing you can do to a defense is run the ball. Ask Dan. Dan, I'm right comment it, on this. Right down if throat. you run and they can't stop it, it, bro, they look like sad puppy dogs. I mean, they, they their tail get, goes between their legs. They start getting up a little slower. Bro, it's the most humiliating thing you can do. Again, that's when they start arguing against each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, what got, is going on? And, and then and then you got guys start bickering with each yeah. other. Barrett, Miguel Miguel Torres says, "Stop, Barrett! You've drink, you've jinxed too many teams this season." What, who, what team did I jink? <laughs> the Raiders. Who well, else the Raiders are one. Who else did he? I'm trying to think. I think so. I think that's it. The Raiders was the only the team Raiders. I was I was high on, but I was. Yeah. I mean, I, I I feel you on that, bro. But this, I've been I've been I've been high on Jalen Hurst and the way he's going to play yeah. since since way back in training camp. I said he was our guy. What? I didn't want to go invest in anybody. I've been day one on Jalen Hurst and see what he's done now. The, um, so, the the this the line for this game has been insane. So it starts off before we know about the Hertz injury, and it's the Eagles are either minus one or plus one in certain places. It went as high as the Eagles were six and a half point underdogs at one point. Mm. Then it dropped to five, five and a half. Now it's down to four and a half. <laughs> so. You know, that's that's interesting that it's headed back towards the Eagles here. You know why? Because they understand. They're listening to what I'm saying. Garner Minshew right. is a very capable quarterback. Absolutely. That's why you he's here. Yeah, exactly. So, 
We're talking about a guy that has some success. He can hose it, man, and he can bring some excitement to the team. We all know that, you know, they know what they're going to get with Jalen. So that excitement's already built in. The know that they can they can rely on him to win a game for us. Yeah. But you'll yeah. get an excitement with Minshew because he's a nut. He ain't got it all. And he's playing, he's playing on house money. Yeah. He's trying to make it to that next level. He's trying to get a contract. He's trying to get to a team. He wants to show everybody that he's a starting quarterback. So you're going to get a different effort out of Minshew. Minshew is going to try to will that game himself. And I'm not going to say it's going to be a bad way in, he's, in, in the way he's doing it. He's going to use the talent that he has. And, and, and best believe, he's not going to forget about A.J. Brown or Smitty. He's going to be going to them too. But he's got Dallas Goddard back, man. And that's the dimension that, that you know, Dallas does not have a, a, a checkmate with. They don't have a means of stopping um, Dallas Goddard. I mean, it's already they're, – they're, they're starting – Van Der Esch is already out. I told you, Donovan – I forget his last name. Donovan somebody, that uh, number six. I forget his last name, man. But he is the guy. He is the guy that we have to focus on and make sure we know what the heck he's doing, man, because he's he's become a very good player for that Dallas team, a very good player in his blitz packages and, you know, how he how he covers, you know, tight ends and, and plays around the line of scrimmage. Uh, number six, oh, Donovan Wilson, number six. He's a game changer, man. He's he just, he's he's gotten pretty good, man. He's gotten pretty good. Okay, all right. Well, we'll keep our eye. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a fourth year guy uh, out of Texas A and M. Yeah, uh, is is Donovan Wilson, uh, six foot safety, uh, two hundred four pounds. So that that's uh, that's one of the key guys for Barrett. Yeah, we're, we're going to get into you know what how you attack this, what what the Eagles need to do. Uh, from a defensive standpoint in, in a second uh, on this for sure. But yeah, that's uh, it's fascinating, man. I, I think the whole thing, there, there's just you, more than anything else. I think this organization errs on the side of caution when it comes to injuries for Absolutely. that reason. I just don't think we'll see him. I just don't. I, and I know there are people out there who believe like they'll, they'll point to the example of Josh Allen. You remember we were like, Oh my God, he might have have Tommy John surgery and you know, all this other stuff. And all of a sudden he's playing that week. <laughs> the only thing I would say is like, you know, first of all, everybody's different, right? Um, not everybody's body's the same. They were, they're different injuries, different people. So, you know, you can't just do the cookie cutter. Like, well, he played, he should play like, no, not necessarily. I mean, it all depends on, you got a quarterback who's mobile, who, whose game is, is using his legs at times, exposing himself to hits. And it's not just the hit, it's the landing. And if that right. shoulder's not right and you bang that in the, you don't want to re-aggravate it and or make it worse. You just don't. You can't do you don't, it. You don't want a 300-pound dude with all of his weight slamming you to the ground on you. I mean, that's how he got hurt in the third quarter in the Bears game. That's how he sprained yeah. it, you know. Um, so sometimes you have to protect the player from himself, you know. And obviously, if the Eagles – the Eagles understand the, the crucialness of this game and what it means, one win – Number one seed, division wrapped up. They get this. But if Minshew starts, you know, it's a precautionary measure, and rightfully so. You know, this was a team. But, you know, we, we I was also told if this were a playoff game, Hurts would play. Right. So he would play through this. But, like I said earlier, Minshew has – he's two years into this system. He has enough talent around him to get the job done. Now, see, Barrett, Barrett seems to think that Dallas is still reeling from that Jacksonville game. And if that is the case, then Mike McCarthy should not be your head coach. 
I don't know. It's it's not even that, man. It's not even that. I just see so many kinks in their armor. I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah, that's that's the major part. I see so many kinks in their armor. There's too many for self guys on that team. That's a very selfish team, bro. Mm. Very selfish team. Yeah, it's a bunch of me. Me, 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 me. Exactly. Um, I expect them to come out throwing haymakers. Yeah. First of all, it's Cowboys, Eagles. It's Christmas Eve. It's the middle of three games on Christmas Eve. You're on national TV. The Cowboys, home. you're home. You're at home. Your media and your fan base down there is lambasting you for blowing that game down in Jacksonville. You blew a 17-point lead. So if anything, all they're doing is add more logs on the fire. Now, so, you know, you can be so fired up. You can play out of your scheme, too, now. Yep. You can get to the point you start doing stupid stuff, extra penalties, offsides, you know, unnecessary roughness, all kind of stupid stuff. If your coaching staff can't rein you in, that's a big problem for your team. Yeah. Well, but, you know, huh. you're right, bro. You're right. You're right. I'm, I was going to say the stream is starting to get it now. They understand what we're saying now because, you know, uh, you know, Drew Nicholas says we have bigger goals than Dallas in mind. And then Jeff, right after, right before that, you know, at, right after that says right, right. Vegas knows something. Yes. For yeah. the real fact that they're going, it's four now. I can't, yeah, believe, exactly. I can't believe it's went down to four now, you know, Rob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what that happened? Uh, I, I, why do I think it's, it's going the other way now? Yeah. Yeah. I I think the reality it's four and a half. I think the reality is, um, I think people are starting to, to, to probably, I would guess there's a couple things because you're always trying to have it. If you're Vegas, you're trying to get people on both sides and on both sides. Right. But I also think the reality is this is, it's not a 13 and one team, even though Hertz is playing incredible by coincidence. And they're still going to go out there and play a, a, a really good game. Like I would have grabbed, if I could have gotten it at six, I would have grabbed the six in a second um, and, and taken the Eagles. I still think, I think Steichen and Sirianni are going to be on fire in this game. Oh, like I think they are yeah. drawing up stuff oh, yeah. that is absolutely bonkers. Yep. Like oh, I'm yeah. telling you, man, you're going to see kitchen sink kind of stuff in this game. Absolutely. With Gardner Minshew. I do. And you're right about that. And, and, and in, in so many ways, Michael Parsons is going to be right in what he says because they are going to go out and play better with Minshew. You yeah, know, who cares? They're going to play. They're going to play good. Well, not better, but they're going to play very good with Minshew being in there. So he'll be kind of right. Sims will be kind of right also, but they uh, yeah, won't. Maybe I'm not worried about. It. You know what I mean? Like if that's what it is, that's what it is. And the other right, right, is, right. That's what I'm saying. It's not. It's nothing yeah. like. It's nothing like you know anything demeaning to 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 to. Jalen Hurts. No, this is a good team, but you know he is the cog that gets that whole thing going. You know, and I think we we Mm -hmm. all know we've seen it too many times when somebody goes down. There's an emotional lift, you know, that that everybody realizes. All right, we got to pick it up a little bit here, right? Because we are a little bit short, and then everybody steps their game up collectively. Not that the Eagles need to do a whole lot to step their game up. They played great football, right? Right. (laughs) Right. But but (laughs) you can ratchet it up maybe even a notch or two more. You absolutely can. Yeah, you absolutely can, man. And I, and I see him doing that too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do I too. See him doing that. I do too. All right, so let's do this. Um, we'll continue with the Eagles talk, and I want to get Garrett, uh, Barrett's game plan a little bit on. I, I want to hear what what Barrett thinks the Eagles need to do defensively um, to stop the Eagles off the Cowboys offense because we just kind of touched on you know. But I also want to hear what you think they should do with Minshew, how they put him in the best position to succeed. But also, guys, we lost a legend in NFL circles. Yeah. And Franco Harris. Franco Harris, a South Jersey guy. He played at Penn State. Uh, 
li- just listen to this for a second. When when the the, the running backs Franco Harris is, uh, I think it was his junior junior year. They had Franco Harris, Lydell Mitchell, and John Capaletti. They were so good in the backfield. The Capaletti, who two years later would win the Heisman, was moved to defensive back. He couldn't even he, didn't, he wasn't even in the backfield. He was that good. And what? Frank Franco was the fullback for Lydell Mitchell. Oh yeah, that year. absolutely. So wow. and, then, and then he goes to Pittsburgh and explodes as as just a halfback. But we all know, you know, not only a Hall of Fame career, but one of, if not the most iconic plays in the history of the NFL. So one of the things we'll do when we get back is we'll uh, we'll dive into what the greatest play in NFL history is. Huh? Little fun. well, that's an easy one, right? No, that's no, a pretty daunting oh, task. You know, it's but funny. We'll, um, I, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, I covered the Steelers for ten years. And had the uh, honor of getting to know a lot of the former Steeler greats, as well as current players that I was covering. And Franco was one of them I had a good friendship with, to the point my wife brought it to my attention this morning. She said, she said, do you remember the time we were in an Italian restaurant and Franco was there? Mm-hmm. And I said, huh? And she said, and, and then when she brought it up, I said, okay. He saw me. He got up and came over and introduced himself to my wife. You know, he said, hello, Mrs. Gunn. And it just happened to be my mother-in-law from California was there. Now, my wife's family is big Raiders fan, but my mother-in-law loved Franco Harris. Okay. And so he introduced himself to her, and that just made her day. But that's the kind of dude he was, man. He was low-key, soft-spoken, um, always trying to help somebody out. Just a great dude, man. And, you know, people are still trying to figure out what happened because when I started looking at a lot of the feed last night, people are saying, I didn't know he was sick. I didn't know this. I didn't right, know that. Right, right, right. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, his son tells AP that his, that his dad died, and people are like, what? Wait a minute. He was about to have his number retired and shrined on Saturday before the Raiders Steelers game. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, geez. I know. And Friday's the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. It's just the timing is, it's unbelievable, man. It's tough, man. Tough blow. You know, he was a, by all, and you knew him, Gunner. I didn't know him. I met him. I know him very well, too. Yeah, Yeah, Barrett. Yeah, you're a Steeler, man. I I had the the great fortune of just meeting him, and I, I was like, Man, this guy is he is the nicest human being you'll ever encounter. No question, no question. Appreciative of you know everything and dude, uh, just just a very humble, soft spoken guy, you know. And man, you know what? The NFL uh, lost a great one last night. No doubt. Well, put it like this, man. Um, half every time you go to McDonald's, half the buns on the eastern seaboard were owned by uh, Franco Harris. He has a mm. company. He's a, he's a part owner of a company. Yeah. They supply all the buns for yes, McDonald's. Right. Is That's that right? right? Yeah. 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 So Franco did all right for himself after Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah, he did. Show, you know, show you, show you what kind of people person he is. Um, you know, athletes, you know, they like to live more secluded, you know, you know, in, you know, uh, nicer neighborhoods. Franco, when, when the north side of um, Pittsburgh was starting to be revitalized, it was called the Mexican Wall Street District. Frank, you know, houses were older, but they were well built, beautiful hardwood, everything the way they, the houses should be built instead of all this fabrication stuff we see today. He had a house right there on the north side, set below the hill where I worked. It was right in the heart of just a, a, a normal neighborhood. Mm. And you know, if, the thing was, people didn't bother him. If they saw Franco come out, they say hi, Franco. But it's not like people would knock at his door. But he lived right there. Wow. Now maybe later in life he moved, but it, it, as I knew him. He had a house right there, beautiful, beautiful home uh, um, right there that he had re- refurbished on the north side. That's and cool. And so he, he's just one of the people, man. Just, mm-hmm. 
if you didn't know what guy. he did for a living, you would think he was an everyday guy. Yeah, right. he was. He was that yeah. everyday guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, tough loss. So rest in peace and his family. Yeah, you know, 72, way too young to be losing a guy like Franco, man. Yep. That's for sure. All right. So we will uh we'll step aside for a second here and we will uh we'll game plan this one up a little bit. And like I said, we'll dig into the most iconic plays in NFL history. We will do that uh a little bit later. Uh you thought you saw the uh the last of Nikki Six. Think again, my friends. Nikki Six is back. He's back. So we will talk about that. We'll do our AFC power rankings. We got a little fun one for you with the uh, we're going to tie in with birthdays today uh, with one of our favorite actors. So we'll do that also. Got a lot in store for you. Uh, don't go anywhere. Uh, JB says, I love Barrett's vibe going into this game. The only thing better than beating the Brady Belichick and and the Oats for our first Super Bowl would be beat the Pats. OK, for the first. Oh. I'm like. Uh, would be beating the Cowboys three times in a season. All right. Hey, JB, I'm with you there. Amen. Appreciate all your support, guys, uh, you know, as well. So um, a lot to dig into, man. That's for sure. So uh, we will uh, continue the discussion here. And, and we, JB, by the way, we thank you for your support of the uh, of the programs. Give another touch here. Uh, it's going to be it, – it, it's going to f- – it's going to four because the Eagles are legit up and down the roster aside oh, from Micah. Okay. Better Ross. Okay. I got you. I got you. I hear you coming from JB. All right, JB. Appreciate you, man. All right. Let's get a uh, timeout. We'll come back and we will do a little bit deeper into this matchup and talk about the best plays in the history of the NFL. Barrett, Derek, Rob, we are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you right now about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Yes, Principal Financial Group and Jim Murray are the people that you can trust with your hard earned money for your future. All right. I know I've, uh, I went years trying to find the right person and I want you to stop kind of looking around and not being sure I got the right person for you. And it's Jim Murray, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business. You're trying to set up your employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. And always helped me with a lot of stuff, including my IRA, my 401k rollovers. I couldn't be any happier. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. Or you could email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y.jim at principal.com. That's Murray. Dot Jim at principal.com. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles 
Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Welcome back in, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Wednesday. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. D-Gun. What? Barry what? Brooks. What? Oh, my bad. I, sh- I throw you off. Should I say Derek? Who's I was in the zone. I was in the zone. D-Gun or Derek? <laughs> Who's, who do we have today? It depends on what segment. It depends. It varies. Mm. You got to keep it guessing, man. It, it varies. Okay. Um, it depends on how much Barrett irks me today. Okay, I got you. I, I started it off. I kicked it off. I kicked yeah, it off. Yeah, in a show meeting. <laughs> I said, and I was mad. You know why I was mad? Because he beat me before he beat me to it. Before I could get him, he got me. So mm-hmm. I hear you. Um, Bro, I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking at the chat. Hey, hey, what? hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's not like we're ignoring you. I'm just passionate about what's going on. We're about to play Dallas. So forgive me if I don't check on y'all, but I'm just I'm just voicing. The, the the angst and 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 everything about playing Dallas. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this 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 is a live show because I want to give you live and direct interaction with with how I'm feeling. I want to whoop their ass. Well, I so forgive I, me I'm, if I'm, I'm a little con- passionate. I'm about confused. You know what I'm um, what what like what's the issue here? Like, uh, you're saying that it, why be a live show? One terrible aspect of the show they don't involve the chat. Listen, I say every day I put it out there. If you guys have questions, okay, we, we'll take them. If there's good questions, good questions, we'll take them. First of all, so fire away. The person you just put up. How many times have you seen them in the chat? Now a lot of people we see in the chat who. How often do you see this person in the chat? For him to make that comment tells me they haven't been on this ride with us for as, for as long as a lot of well, these yeah, people Well, you have somebody else saying I was stumbling through it. Well, it, like, it, it, no disrespect to the way it was written. It was tough to to understand exactly what the vibe of it with the way it was written. So, I mean, that's fine. You, you guys want to take shots? Go right ahead. It's all good. It's they, all they, good. I they, got nothing but love. There you go. I got you know nothing what? but love. We just, we just keep rolling, man. That's all. So, anyway. um, But we, we do love you, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm just – Forgive me right now, but I, I want to. I'm, I'm, 
I'm at a point right now, it's hard for me to sleep, man. That's how much I want to play this game. I, I, I want to play the game. I want to play in the game. I want to go out there and and, and, and play against Parsons, bro. Well, you tell me, Barrett, how do you um how do you attack this thing? Let, let's go at it from a defensive standpoint. What do you do against Dak? What do you do against Pollard, Elliott? Um, well, first off, we got to stop the run. Off the side of the ball, we got to stop okay. the run. Okay. You know, and, and we'll be able to do that with the guys that we have up front. With the Sues, the Josephs, the the you know the, the the Fletcher Cox, you know the um, you know Hargraves, we'll be able to stop the run. That won't be a problem. The only problem I I, I would see having is uh those crossing routes, you know, because they did hurt us before, and we mm-hmm. know that C.D. Lamb's one of those guys that he's magical after he gets the ball. Right. Say what you want to say. He's a gifted receiver. He's one of the top receivers in our division. I think mm-hmm. he goes number one, A.J. Brown, then number two, um, C.D. Lamb. But I also think that, you know, Dak is going to try to force the issue because he has a lot to prove because everybody's on. Did you guys see what – um what was his name? Shady. Shady said, called him trash. He's, he went off on him, man. The, Cowboy, the Cowboys yeah. in general? No, he went off on Dak Prescott. Oh. He yeah. said he's I didn't horrible. See that. He's a terrible quarterback. Mm. He went off. In fact, if you can find that Xander, it's it's on his it's on his um it's on his um on his on his page, his mm. Twitter. He goes off, and everything he said was the truth. How many games has he given away from throwing picks? I mean, it's a like, I mean, like you said, the last four games he's thrown what nine picks? Come on, man. And he's supposed to be the leader of the team. He even went so far as to say. You paying this guy 160 million, and that's the offensive output you're getting from him, bruh. I understand well, it. Yeah, I mean, look, he's there's no getting around it. This guy's been a turnover machine. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Nine in the last whatever it is, five weeks. You know, he is huge spots. I mean, and and he's he's giving away you know an unbelievable clips, and they're really not even getting a pass rush. They're just like errant throws. Like there's. It's not fundamentally sound throws. He's throwing it to double coverage. He's throwing and forcing the ball. He's doing stupid stuff. You know what I'm saying? He's not acting like one of the premier quarterbacks. And they're talking about he was one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. Not now. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not now. I agree. Um, that's, that's, that's what he said. Yep. <laughs> he said Dak is ass. That's exactly what he said. Dak is ass. And he said he, he, said he went off about it, man. Okay. But when you, you stop that offense by stopping Pollard. And Zeke, when it comes to us, yeah, you I mean, stop that have... running game is 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 pretty much it's over. If we can get up on them, and that's what we have to do, we're gonna have to be aggressive on our offensive side of the ball. And that's the only reason I say we might not start off running the ball. I think they're gonna start off passing the ball because they well, have they don't nobody. defend the run well. They're twenty fifth against uh, in defending the run. Neither do Dallas. they. Neither do they have the pass, especially what they have in the um slot. They have a rookie, Bland, Deron Bland, playing in the slot. There's no way that he can handle anybody, any of our receivers, mm-hmm. man-to-man. And they're going to have to go man-to-man because they can't handle stopping our running game without putting people in the box. So when right, you put right. when you put guys like Wilson in the box, it takes their ability to go out there and cover. Yeah. So now you got one-on-ones on the outside. And if, if, if you know, at this point, if we have Minshew, playing at the level, all right, he's going to throw the deep ball. He's going to throw the 50-50 balls to him. He's mm-hmm. going to trust his receivers. This could be this could be put out of reach real, real fast. Yeah, I mean, and look, you have great corners, uh, the Eagles do. You have uh, safeties are, you know, you're getting you're getting Blankenship back, which is good. He, he right. had no um, 
full practice yesterday. So you have more depth there, even though I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, You still don't have CJ, but still you're relatively healthy on that side of the ball. The pass rush has been ferocious. um, And speaking of that, speaking of that, Rob, Mm -hmm. why isn't Hassan Reddick getting the same Jeff, getting the same praise that uh, Parsons is getting? He has one less sack than him. (sighs) One less sack than Michael Parsons. Why do you think, Bear? I keep saying, I keep bringing this stuff up. It, I don't know what it is. I can't. I've been here over twenty-five years, man. We saw it happen with Donovan. We saw it. I, I don't know, man. I don't get what it is. The lack of respect for what this team is doing, bro. He has one sack less, man, and they can't yes. give him any praise. Yes. Come on, man. They wrong for that, man. And how long has he been at that thirteen mark? You know what I'm saying? I mean, he hasn't done anything in the past four weeks. Nothing, but they're still praising him as the one one. Yes. But yet. Hassan Reddick is out there tearing balling. people apart. Balling. Just balling. Tearing them apart. I guess, yeah, I think there is some of the – it's just the Dallas love, number one. I, I think because he lines up all over the place, There, people were making LT comparisons. He came on the scene and just blew up. It took a while for Reddick to kind of build to this. Maybe it's all, all the above. I, I mean, I think there is a sort of a lack of recognition nationally for Reddick for what he's doing. That's a lot of sacks, man. Bro, th- he had 12 sacks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, balling, and it's not like he did it all in one game, like he did um, the first time he had double digits when he went out there and had six sacks against the Giants, mm-hmm. five or six sacks against the Giants. Yeah, you know they've been spread out. He's been he's been allowing everybody else to eat also because they can't block him one on one, so they're center protection, and that means other guys are getting like right now. That's why you see Sweat having the production he's at. He has nine and a half sacks, man. Hargrave's ten. Did you see recently? Um... Two two players were already named last week to the the Pro Bowl or the All Pro team um, in the NFL, and Ooh. one one was Zaire Alexander Green Bay, and the other one was. And I'm like, wait a minute, how did you vote on this already? How I got yes. I got I got to find it. And you mean to tell me there's not one Philadelphia Eagle on either side of the ball <laughs> that should have automatically just jumped up and been one of those? I'm trying to figure this out. Where I saw this. How does that happen um, before the season's over? Right. The All-Pro exactly. team, the Pro Bowl team. It was, it's just two players that already were named to it. I don't know. And how's Zaire? Zaire's been getting toasted. Yeah, I, yes. didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see He's that. That's crazy. I didn't know about that. Toasted. He's and been trying, getting lambaced, bro. Let me see if I can find this. They have been killing him. I mean, yeah, he got the big deal. You know, he was playing, but he's he's not playing better right now. That's great, Barrett, man. Barrett. Yo. How many times did I tell you it's all about popularity, bro? Right. And that's why I keep saying as much as Jalen Hurts to hand down, hands down, be the favorite to win MVP, that word popularity keeps coming into play, that somehow, some way, he's gonna get screwed out of this. Oh, okay. I can't I can't talk about I can't um we can't bring Shady up because you know it's owned by another company. They don't they don't allow they're right. Yeah, I got yeah. Right, gotcha. right. So I mean, we're not going to say it, but just just trust it. Shady, yes, Shady's a homer. We know Shady's a homer, but what he's saying is all true. He is in line. I mean, right now, everyone to put Dak, you know, was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. No, he has been playing ass. Oh yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah no question. Especially lately, uh, and that's going to be the interesting thing, man. Like, there's a lot of pressure on them. Think about it from this standpoint: the Eagles are going in there with the backup with. Yes, they could wrap everything up, but you know they still have opportunities the next couple of weeks. Dallas 
you know, hey, we got our guy back, Dak's back. We, when they beat us the last time, it was a backup quarterback. Now we're at our place. You know, and if they had any hope of not being that five seed and having to go on the road and play Tampa, you got to win this game. You're now the favorites. You're now going against their backup quarterback likely. All the heats on the Cowboys. Yep. All of it. You know, the expectation is you don't, you're going to win. And, you, and, and, and since you don't have their starting quarter, you should win convincingly. Yeah. You know, so, so the ball is in their court. All the pressure's on them mm-hmm. right now. You yep. would think it would be on us, but it's not. Yeah. We know no, what we good. have to do. You know what I'm saying? And, and look, they, um, I, I think this team, I think this What's team that? realizes how good they are. Um, and I think, I not that they want to do this without Jalen, but I think it would be kind of a feather in their cap to be like, look at the way, look at how we went out there and played with a backup quarterback and showed everybody. Exactly. What exactly. kind of squad we have here? I think that's going to be interesting, man. Bro, it'll be a tempo setter for the rest of the league to take notice. Mm-hmm. All right, take notice of this. We have our backup in and still what was supposed to be the best team in the NFL's ass. Mm-hmm. That's, see, that's, Dallas, Dallas fan base has been writing that. Well, you beat us with Cooper Rush, okay? Well, you better not lose with Gardner Minshew in, the, in your backyard <laughs> on Christmas Eve on the national, in front of a national audience. Because you know what? You better not say nothing for the rest of the season. I don't care if Dallas gets in the playoffs. I don't care if Dallas wins the first-round playoff game. You better not say nothing. Because you if get, you lose yeah. to our yeah. backup quarterback <laughs> in your backyard, and everybody drinking that. And everybody drinking eggnog with rum in it. <laughs> you in trouble. You in trouble, bro. I mean, I'm looking up. I'm looking out my window here in my wife's office. <laughs> my landscape are cutting grass, man. I'm like, what in the world? Cutting grass at December here. 21st. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you I don't know if your grass needs to be cut, man. Yeah, you're getting uh, got, bro. Yeah, you're getting got. No, dude, I'm telling you, the way my grass grows, believe it or not, with all the rain we've had recently, your, your grass on steroids. Okay, I don't know it's what mine. this grass is, bro, but it looks good though. I say that my grass um, ain't grown since two months well, ago. I will, I will say this. I, I don't know if um, you know, and TK brings this up. You know, the the history of of what they've done with backup quarterbacks. He's right, I, but I I you know. I know we know it as a fan base and the people who cover them. I don't know if that, that carries over with team. Maybe, maybe there's a, there's just such a history here, but we've, if you think about it, right? you go, um, if you're just working backwards, you go, you go Nick Foles, the obvious one with the, which is one of the all time, if not the all time performances by a backup, but there's yep. a lot of them, man. Jeff Garcia, Mark yep. Sanchez, yep. Coy Detmer, AJ Feely, yep. Like on and on and on. Michael see, Vick. Michael Vick. You um, say in, Kevin Cobb to a certain degree. Kevin yeah. Cobb, exactly. Yep. yep. Yeah, until he was given the reins. Kevin Cobb was a good guy, you know, kind of kind of filling in there. So we definitely have seen plan. this before. It's that, and we know there's a precedent. Like this is not out of the question that he goes no. in there and plays well. And yeah. by NFL standards, he's one of I would say like a top five backup. Mid-tier. Right. <laughs> he came he in as a rookie. Up. It yeah. was lighting it up. After Foles came in, he Foles left out. He came in and lit it up for that Jacksonville team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last year yep. he came in and say what you want. Everybody said, oh, it's just the Jets. The Jets, their offense have always been horrible, but their defenses have been good. Right. Say what you want to say. Mm-hmm. Their defense have always have, you know, been up been up there as far, the, as far as one of the top defenses in the league. They just couldn't score anything. Yeah. But they're still NFL players. You know, that's what people fail to realize. It's still NFL players, man. So they Garner Minshew with the aspect that he's going out there to say, look, I don't want to be a backup quarterback. 
I want to be a starter. So watch this. Watch me demo. Watch me play. And then Shane Steichen's like, all right, this is my interviewing process. I'm about to take this backup quarterback, <laughs> formulate a game plan, and get, get him out there balling just like I got Jalen Hurst balling, which will give me more money later on. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot that's going on. A that's lot a great little, point, man. Little that's things, a great you know. point. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, I, look, I, I think that ultimately this is not going to be a game where the Eagles get run out of the building. I really don't believe that. Like, I think that they will show up. I think that they will play well in this game. Stop, Rob. Stop, man. Stop, Rob. Rob, we send the people home early right. on Christmas. I hope you're right. We send the people home early. Nothing yeah. I would love more. Barry. The fans are going to leave them. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to say, you know what? I, I spent my, my hard earned money down here to watch this BS. Them getting blown out by an Eagles well, team with that backup them, quarterback. The shots of them exiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you see Jerry, you see Jared Jones over there sitting in the corner <laughs> trying to hide away back behind the TV, you know what I'm saying? Because they're yes. getting their ass kicked. You know, he's hiding behind the TV. Usually he'll be front and center looking out the window and everything. No, this time he's going to be hiding back in the back, you know what I'm saying, back behind his son. Yeah, Man, they're going to have to take Jerry out in the electric wheelchair. He's going to be so distraught. <laughs> He's going to be laying like this so stunned. They're going to have to roll him out in the electric wheelchair, man, because he ain't going to know what to say after this. It would be one of the all-time regular season wins over them. The Eagles have some great ones. Remember the Brandon Boykin pick of Kyle oh, Orton, yeah. which got them in the playoffs? Oh, yeah. And they've had other games, certainly many other games memorable. The, the, the stop the again, you know, all those. I mean, they've, <laughs> Wait, say that again, Rob. You got mine. Barrett. Barrett, yeah, exactly. Rob, yeah. say that again. Would you hey, say? stop him again. <laughs> there you go. 25, 20. I'm looking, I'm looking at Minshew. I'm trying to find the contracts here. Okay, Minshew has contract this year. Is this his last year? He's on his year? rookie deal. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's his last year, right? Oh, it is his last check. year on his rookie deal. Well, I'm looking ahead. Oh, it's, okay, so he's playing for the future because I'm looking at the 2023 salaries and his name does not pop up. Yes, exactly, because he's on the rookie deal. And he was like a what? He was a, he was a, like a sixth rounder, seventh rounder. Yeah, I yeah. think he's making probably yeah. league minimum. Uh, oh, and, and well, then his his coach just passed away. Mike Leach. Oh, yeah. I got I got a, I got to win it for Leach. I got to win this game for Leach. That's that's three things that is going to have him hot. He's gonna he's gonna be ready to rock. His coach passed away. He's playing for his coach. He's playing for a new contract, and Shane Stikers wants to make sure that he plays at the top of his game. Come on, man! Did you right, see he, right he now, dropped an f bomb in the in the uh, in the memorial? No, Ooh. no, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, he did. Wow. And, and it was me. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Minshew uh, did. did. Like, he was he was praising. It was a great. It was really touching what he was saying about Mike Leach. And one of the things he said was, Mike Leach didn't give a bleep about what anybody thought he would just march to the beat of his own drum but when he said it the place was kind of like oh and then they, they showed like a cutaway of some people and i don't i'm not sure they were loving that that he dropped an f-bomb but whatever I I mean, I, that's Minshew. we'll see right now Minshew is making 2.54 million for this season is that what he's making yeah that ain't bad cash to be sitting on the bench mm-hmm. you know, it is not- it is bad cash when he when you consider um the Eagles were playing. What's his name? Seven million dollars, a three-year deal worth seven million dollars a year. Who was that? Chase Chase Daniels. Chase Daniels. Yeah. Oh yeah. Chase Daniels signed a contract, three years, twenty-one million. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm still looking. I don't see. I don't see his name on the twenty-three salaries on this. No, no. Yeah. So he even if he even if he only gets one start, this could this could propel him to something decent somewhere else. Well, if you look at obviously, you know, teams could draft a quarterback, but. You're going to have some openings, man. 
like, you know, there's, there's going to be some openings <clears throat> around the league um, at that spot. No question. You you know, got Carolina. Oh, Houston. Oh. Houston. Colts, I mean, I know uh, Houston's going to draft their yep. quarterback in the future, but still, you bring in a Minshew at a decent price. Hey, man, look. 2023 is your season. Now, you see we use that first pick on the future. So your job is, number one, to get us to a level that Sills couldn't get us to. Number two, you got to groom your, your replacement as well. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Bro, the, the Saints. Yep. He go to the Saints. Saints don't have a first-round pick, so they're going to look for a quarterback yeah. in open yeah. market. That could, happen. That could they happen. Can't, they can't draft in the first round. You know, We have their first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Hey, what so about what Carolina? That's what I said. That's the first thing okay. I said. Okay. Um, you look at them. Um, there's a lot of teams, man. A lot of teams that we're looking for quarterback. I mean, the Rams will be looking for a quarterback. Could he be a fit in Brian Dabo's offense? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know that, it, that one's going to be interesting if they bring Jones back or not. I, I, I don't know. Well, what, he's, what, he's played pretty well. The other team too, the Jets. Right now, it's White and Wilson. Yeah. Why might as well just bring Minshew in there? Make it a make it a full fledged competition, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, so there's there could be some landing spots for for the uh, for the gardener. That's for sure. Uh, where he can <laughs> for the gardener. The gardener. Um, all right. So let, let, so what what do you? How would you attack them, Barrett? Um, like, what, how do you put Minshew in the best position to succeed? How do you get him going early in this game? You saw what they did last year. They started yeah. start out giving him short passes. Boom, boom, boom. He was hitting them, too. Mm-hmm. Boom. Him and Goddard had some great chemistry. He, you know, him and Goddard had a 100 yards, like 103 yards in the game. Right. Um, Smitty, you know, got Smitty going. You know, he, he's going to get guys going early. You know what I'm saying? And then open the – and the big, his biggest asset is going to be his ability to turn around and hand the ball off to his running backs. Mm-hmm. Just have those guys play smart. Run jab 32. Double team front side fan backside lead you know lead up uh, to them linebackers, just blow them off the ball. That keeps your keep that pass rush away from them. Um, you know make sure that you know they slow those guys down. That's all you need to do, man. Run the ball and the short passes. Then it'll open up the 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 long passes going down the field. So I mean it's it's very simple on how they do it. Have a little gadget play here and there. But you don't need to do a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? Of mm-hmm. course, they're going to start off with this Dallas Goddard screens. They, I'm, I'm starting to hate the screens, man. The screen uh, I don't like the Quez Watkins stuff. Yeah. No, no, man. no, no. You got to can that. You got to can that, man. Exactly, exactly. And, and you definitely don't want to do that against Diggs because he takes chances like that. And I can see yeah. him going, picking one off and taking it to the house. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to do it against him. Yeah, you, you know go after him down the field. Well, just double move him. Yeah. Fake yeah. like you're gonna throw at, at that tunnel screen, and fake boom, get up the field. He can't he can't get back with you because he's slow as pond water. Mm-hmm. That's why he does so much jumping routes and stuff because he's slow. He doesn't have that speed, that makeup speed. So he takes chances to try to be aggressive, so you don't get into your routes. That's what makes him a good player. Smart player understands what he's reading, watches a lot of film, knows where he takes his chances, and that's how he plays the game. Yeah, you just have to know it and and encounter that. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you know, then having run like a slant play, a slant and go, a slow go route. Mm-hmm. Those are things that can hurt him. Get get um get uh, uh Donovan Wilson one on one in the slot against Quez or somebody. Take advantage of that matchup. There's so many ways in which this team is just far more dominant than that than that defense, man. Like I said, they have Bland. Deron Bland is is a, is a rookie 
a cornerback starting in the nickel. Burn him up. Burn him. Eat him alive, man. And then um, Javon Curse, the strong safety, slowest pond water also. I don't see how he's playing safe. He's, he's huge. He's a big dude. But he doesn't do anything but sit in the box. He's a great tackler inside the box. Take advantage of those guys. That's, that's where your matchups are going to be. Your matchups will be in the middle of the field. You know, take advantage of the middle field because those guys in the middle can't cover. Mm. I like it. That's a good game plan. That is a good game plan. Um, yeah, and I, I don't think that it's going to be strictly, you know, uh, have training wheels on. Like, he'll, they'll throw. Not that you won't take advantage of the running game, but they'll throw. I, I, I think they'll stay aggressive. I don't know. It's good. It's not going to be the exact same we looked at with the RPOs and all that, but they'll keep throwing, man. Bro, they're going to throw. I mean, I'm telling you, man, they don't have a, people to cover. They see those matchups. Because they see those matchups, they're going to try to take advantage of them, just like they saw the same matchups against um, mm-hmm. uh, the Bears. They see better matchups with our receivers, our big-time receivers, against those cornerbacks, and they're going to try to take advantage of it. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's come back and uh, let's let's dig in a little bit more on the most mm-hmm. iconic plays in NFL history. We will do that when we come back on, on oh, in no, honor. No. I like I like that though. Eric Winters, Rob will eat catfish if the Eagles beat the Cowboys. <laughs> oh. Man, uh, what do you mean, uh, Rob? You you cannot turn up your nose at fried catfish. No, but why? Catfish. I want the Eagles to win, man. I, 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 why do I have to eat catfish? I mean, oh. Rob, Rob, you need you need to be force fed. Things that you refuse to try. And I guarantee My you, you're going to say, you know what? This is not bad at all. Mm. You know, you got you got to, man, you got to step out on that plane. Can I just a do the bit gritty more, again dude. or wear a hat? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, jeez. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll see about that. Let, let's uh, reset. We'll oh, come that back. That was amazing. That was amazing, man. Yeah. The birds I- win. Uh, the birds win. <laughs> I like I always get volunteered. Like it's somehow I'm, I'm like the guinea pig here. Right, right. right. Give it to Mikey. Mikey will anything. Exactly. <laughs> he right. likes it. He likes it. Oh, God. Mr. William Stark, you know what you're talking about. Channel catfish with cornbread. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank more you. for you guys. Thank don't, you. You don't have to worry about me. I'll, you guys can go to town. Uh, <laughs> tell you, man. Ain't nothing like right. fried catfish. Boy. Woo. Let's uh, let's do uh, let's do that. We'll dig in a little bit when we come back on the uh, on the greatest plays in NFL history. He's Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Stake, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Pro Action Restoration. Yes, Pro Action Restoration is the place that you reach out to if your home, your business, a property you own uh, has experienced the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, you name it, they can help. Here's the great thing: they're on call, 24 hours, seven days a week to assist, and that is real. I've gone through it. Happened to me on a Saturday. I called Pro Action Restoration. They were there quickly. They cleaned up the place. The crew was professional. The price was right. Everything you could ask for. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Pro Action will work in conjunction with your insurance company. Again, it could be water. It could be fire. It could be smoke. It could be mold damage, mold remediation, whatever you have going on. If you're not really sure either, just reach out for a consultation. They can handle it. Give them a call. 610-623-3760. That's 610-623-3760. Or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game. Now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. What's up, everybody? Welcome back in Sports Day on this Wednesday. Hope you're doing well. Missed any of the show? You can always go to jacobsports.com or Jacob Sports YouTube channel to check out anything, any of our interviews, any of our segments that you may have missed. All right, so a question for you guys. We mentioned a little bit earlier in the program that Franco Harris passed away at the age of 72. Of course, uh, you know, one of the all-time greats, period. Uh, four Super Bowl rings, over 12,000 yards rushing, eight times he went for over a thousand yards and, you know, perhaps was, you know, the key cog in you know, the most memorable play in NFL history, the immaculate reception, which occurred ironically enough, this is crazy. December 23rd, two days from now, 50 years ago. And they were set to celebrate it. The reason the, the Raiders and the Steelers are playing is because that's who was, was playing in that game uh, back then. And, you know, Franco passes away. So, um, I'll ask you guys this. When you think about the most iconic, memorable plays in NFL history, throw one at me. I know, I know this is a biggie. Like, this is, there's a lot here. I mean, a lot of meat on the bone here, but you tell me. <clears throat> Mr. Brooks? I mean, to me, it's, it's the, it's the, they call it the fifth down, but it wasn't the fifth down because they called timeout before it happened. But, you know, the, the arrogance and audacity that you know they had to run the same exact play over again in Dallas and, uh, well, at Eagles home in 95 yeah. you're we're, we're home we're playing them this is the only way we're getting into the playoffs if we beat Dallas we got to beat Dallas to get into the playoffs <clears throat> it's a must win and they run a, a a 15 lead play it was nothing but moves going through the middle blocking a linebacker and 
and Emma Smith running in behind that offensive line. They run the play. They call the time. We stopped them, but they still ran the play, and we stopped them. They didn't even go back to the huddle to really talk about or anything. They ran the same exact – they didn't even flip the play over. They just ran the same exact play. The arrogance of that Cowboy team to run the same daggone play again. They ran the same play. Come on, man. Think about it. the same play. And we end up stopping them. Mike Zordich, uh, uh, um, you know, um, Andy Harmon. William Fuller. William Fuller in there. You know what I'm saying? Michael Zordich coming up to make a play. I mean, it was crazy, man. That It was so electric. And it was cold, too. It was cold as hell out there. I don't know if you guys were there. But you weren't there. Um, no. I was there. No. I was in the stands. It was freezing, wasn't it? Well, it's cold. It was freezing out there. Yeah. They ran the same exact <clears throat> play, man. That, that's yeah. that's my most memorable because I was in the game. I was there. I was freezing my butt off. And we stopped them, ended up going to the playoffs, man. To me, that's the most iconic play that I was ever a part of. That's really cool that you, you, know, that you played in that game. I, I mean, I know you won a Super Bowl, and that's bigger than anything right, else. But right, that, that's right. a cool game to have been a part of, man. Right, that really right. is. That's awesome. And it's was at the your... end of the game, too. Yeah. It's my rookie year. That's yeah. at the end of the game. The end of the game. So we either stop them or my season is done. Mm. My season is done if we don't stop them. Was it, it. was it the last game of the year? Mm. No, I don't think it was the last game. I'll, I'll check. I do not think it was the last game of the year. But I'll, I'll, all I know is we I stopped them, and because of that, we were able to get into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, uh, huge man. They stop them again. Yeah, right, <laughs> I didn't know anything about that. You know, because I'm on the field, I don't hear it, but everybody else talks about it. I'm like, bro, I'm sitting there, I'm on the sideline, just looking. I'm just like. What is going on? I got a picture. I got a picture of us um in in the um after the after the game inside the locker room, man. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's it's it's, it's crazy, man. We, you know, I'm, I'm I got the shot. I had just I I had a shoulder injury. I actually had a shoulder injury at the time, you know what I'm saying? I had okay. a sprained shoulder. A sprained I'm, shoulder. Yeah, I'm trying I'm I'm look I'm trying to look it up right now on the fly. Um I'll take it. I'll look at it. Go ahead, Gunner. You, you do yours next. Yeah. Man, let's see. Music City Miracle, T.O.'s catch over the middle against Green Bay when he had lost – he had dropped so many balls that game. Mm. But for me, and I go back to watching the Ice Bowl with my dad, Bart Starr's sneak at the goal line to beat Dallas. But the one that keeps jumping out to me, I go back to Super Bowl forty-two. That was the season, and the only, the, the only season since then where the New England Patriots go into that Super Bowl against the Giants undefeated and about to equal the 72 Dolphins as the only teams in history to go through a season undefeated, untied. And they play a 10-6 Giants team in the Super Bowl. Patriots take the lead with 242 left in the game. They go up 14-10. That's a knockdown, drag-out defensive slugfest. Giants get the ball back and start a drive at their own 39 – oh, excuse me at their own 17 yard line with 239 left in the game. Mm. They work their way upfield. Now, when you talk about elusive quarterbacks in the history of pro football, Eli Manning will never fall in that category of elusive <laughs> quarterbacks. Yeah. Somehow, some way on a third down play, this man shakes free of three different Patriots who have him. He throws a dart down the middle of the field, and some guy named David Tyree catches it on his helmet, 
with Rodney Harrison draped all over him and falls to the ground for a 32-yard catch. Four plays later, Eli hits Plexico Burrs for a game-winning touchdown to mess up the Patriots' undefeated season. By the way, most of that season, David Tyree was a special teams player. He didn't Barely get played. Catches. Yeah. He caught he caught their first touchdown pass in the game to put him up 10-7. And do you know that iconic 32-yard catch he made was his last catch as an NFL player? Wow. That's the last ball that he caught in the NFL. That's the last ball he caught as an NFL player. That's an yes. awesome factoid, man. That's a yeah. that's really cool. It, he's still still this the fact that he went you see Rodney wrestling him to the ground. This man's got a ball pinned up against how his did he helmet. do it, man? I don't how know how he, he hung on to that thing. How did Incredible. he catch that ball? You're right. But There's so me, many crazy parts to that, Derek, that, that, that yeah. Eli was able to get out of that jam, a, a, a statue. He's the all-time statue. statue. <laughs> I mean, you breathed on him, he would fall down. And matter of fact, he got lost. He got lost in the scrum. You're thinking he's down. Yeah. All of a sudden, he slips out, and he's like, somebody's holding his jersey. Yeah. He breaks free. Incredible. And Incredible. makes that throw and catches unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. That's All right, awesome. Rob, what do you got? It was second. It was second. It was uh second to the last. Uh, third to the last. It was um, third to last game. Okay. Yeah, we had we then played Arizona, beat Arizona, then we lost to Chicago Bears. Okay. On on Christmas, on Christmas Eve, nineteen ninety five. I was. It was Christmas Eve. Wow. Okay. That's yeah, right around this time. Um, I looked at a couple sentimentally. I'd probably. I, I'll throw this one out, but I don't think it's the answer. I'll give you the answer in a second. But Miracle of the Meadowlands is a pretty big one. And here's why it changed the way teams close out games. Now, like they weren't using victory formation as much back then mm-hmm. or at all. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's not even a thought. If you're in that situation, the giants snap knee, see ya. That's it. It's over. You're not trying to hand the ball off to Larry Zonka. You're Joe Pasarczyk. Um <laughs> And when, and it spawned th- three more, you yep. know, I mean, you had yep. Westbrook, you had Deshaun, you can make a case. Exactly. You had Clyde Simmons, right? right I mean, there right, was, right crazy um so i would go that way like helmet catches is awesome wide right unfortunately for buffalo is a pretty iconic one and the Super i was Bowl there for that, the game. Giants. I oh, that game yeah okay yeah that's a good one i'll give you an underrated one in my estimation how about the last play of the rams titans super bowl oh one and yard the, short the tackle <laughs> by oh, mike jones i think mike jones linebacker yeah. from the crib from st louis one of the all-time yeah. great tackles ever. I mean, yeah. Dyson. Mason. Was or it, Mason. It was Mason, Mason yeah. or Dyson, yeah. one of those guys. Mason. is right there on the three, and you're thinking, he's getting in. How many times have you seen a receiver, like, just Shake scoot three. past a linebacker right. and he's done? And you lose. That won the Super Bowl, man. Right. Dick Vermeil might not be in the Hall of Fame right now I, if it's uh, not for that Wow. Play. Think about that. Wow. And, and I just don't know that that gets – I get it. It's a defensive play, and it's a tackle, and it doesn't look at the helmet catch and all that. That one's got to be in more conversations, in my estimation. Well, how about, what, how what, about what, Brandon Graham and, and the sack fumble? And the, that's pretty and, great. Yeah, that's awesome, too. No question about great. it. I'll Dwight give you, I'll Clark give you, the catch. Dwight Clark. I was going to say Dwight Clark, the catch, for sure, has to be in there, man. That could have changed the fr- the fortune of that San Francisco 49er Absolutely, franchise. Absolutely, man. Joe Montana's Absolutely. legend. You know, who knows if it becomes what it, what it becomes. Um, the other one is the tuck rule. Oh, oh yeah. Who, who knows if yeah. New England's – Dynasty blows it blows up and explodes into what it is. The Raiders win that game. England's out. You know another good one was um was a uh, Holmes's catch in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, yes. Antonio Holmes, Arizona. Yes. Yep, 
What a game. That was one of to me one of the best Super Bowl games played back Great and forth. Game. Back and forth. Remember James Harrison rumbling, fumbling. Oh, oh my <laughs> how goodness. did he get I mean he broke like three tackles? That was unbelievable. unbelievable. First of all, if you look at the angles people try to tackle him, well, they made business decisions because you're not getting in front of James Harris. <laughs> and the fact that he went 100 yards with that man, you know, he was dead tired when he got to that end zone. Yeah, he was. You know, well, one man, of the most, yeah, it was. One of the most iconic plays I've ever seen in my life. It's just a man that, you know, that's why I say he's the best player to ever play the game. And Mr. White it was on uh, Thanksgiving, and Green Bay was playing against Dallas. And I watch him hump Larry Allen. Now to put things in perspective, let's let's be clear: hump move. Hump yeah, move is when move, you take yeah. him and yeah. you just throw him. Yeah, you just throw that, the guy. That can yeah. be taken in a different way, but that's, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they call it a hump move. Yes, and that's when you got your ESPN moment. Dun 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 dun. You getting humped. Yep. I didn't think that anybody could throw Larry Allen. Larry Allen was the strongest man mm-hmm. in the NFL at the time. Like. When we, we played them, we played them, and, and we had to stay down in Dallas because it was a big snowstorm up there. So we stayed down two extra days. Mm. So we stayed there, and I actually went out with um, it was with Larry out of L.A., El Gato, which is Leon Lett, and a couple other guys. You know, we went to the club. Well, we were at the club there, and they showed up there, and we were just talking, you know, and everything. So they were telling me stories about L.A. L.A. was so strong that his bench, his bars is bent. Because it all the weight it has on it, it's permanently bent. Like it won't be straight anymore. It's permanently bent. He benched seven hundred pounds, man. Put it in perspective. You can't even squat seven hundred pounds. This dude benched seven hundred pounds. Wow, that's how strong he is. And Mister White hump moved him, threw him in the air on Thanksgiving. And I saw that. I'm like, oh my god. That's, yes. I didn't oh, think yes. that was ever going to be possible to hump the strongest man in the NFL. Damn. Dan Dan Celio said he has a video bear. He did 705. See, look at that. 705. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And ran a 4840? Yes. What? He was a freak of nature. He was freakish, man. So I asked him. I asked him. We were, um, I asked him. So we're sitting down. We're at the bar. We're sitting down. I said, man, how'd you get so strong, man? What what do? He said, back in the day, because he was from LA, he said, back in the day, my next door neighbor, or Samoans, and they said the soles, you know, soles, that's what they call brothers, soles, all they would do was eat horse meat and lift weights. That's all they did in the front. It was like a Booyah Tribe video. I don't know if you guys remember the Booyah Tribe. Look at the Booyah Tribe stream. <laughs> the Booyah, they were like Booyah Tribe, and all they would do was eat horse meat and lift weights all day. Oh, my God. And wow. that's how he got that strong, man. Can you imagine? And these are the kind of guys you you you're you're either next to or try to stop on the other side of the ball. What a <laughs> right. crazy existence! Seven hundred pounds, oh seven hundred five pounds. Yeah, that's yeah, not, it's that ridiculous or what? Not human. I mean, honestly, yeah, you know, uh, the stream. Let me see the video. Let me see the video. The stream has brought up some great plays. You know, and you know the the, the run by Steve Young in the NFC Championship game where he that escaped. was crazy touchdown right. run. Uh, oh, the Julian Edelman catch in the Super Bowl. That's I still don't one. know how you got that ball. Oh man, I don't stretched either. out, they took it off the carpet. Just, and that was the Atlanta game, right? That was Atlanta the game, game. where they yep. were yeah they, they were down back. so big. They were down twenty eight three. Yeah, that's a you great know, one. Another iconic run touchdown was Beast Mode. Oh, against the Saints. That's right. 
Man, that was ridiculous. Yeah. You could plug in a lot of Barry Sanders, too. Oh, oh my goodness. I, I got something on Barry Sanders later for you guys, which I think you'll enjoy. But, mm. yeah, you, you could plug him in there. Fitness Rebel has some good ones. We could do this with the Eagles. Alito's uh, return TDs against Dallas, and that was, correct me if I'm wrong, that was uh, in T.O.'s return here. That oh, was when T.O. came uh, back as a Cowboy. I'm pretty sure mm. for that Lido pick. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, and maybe I'm crazy, but I think that's what it does. Uh yeah, look, there's a lot of them, man. There's a lot of good ones. You guys are throwing some good ones out there uh, on the chat. That's for sure. But, yeah, I mean, I think there's the, – as far as Eagles iconic plays, it's got to be Brandon Graham, right? I mean, the strip is the all-time. I mean, that or the or Philly special, depending on your your, your taste. I mean, if, you, yeah. if you're looking for just like crazy, I can't believe they did that, it's Philly special. If you're looking for biggest play, it's Brandon Graham. Yeah, or it's yeah. Wilbert Montgomery against Dallas in 1980, you know, running off tackle and, and taking it to the house. That would that that Brandon Graham play was the exclamation point on an improbable run, an improbable finish to a season, because nobody thought, except Eagles fans, nobody thought that they were going to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But that play was the defining moment of that game. You're that was the signature. That was that was the exclamation point on that game, the Brandon Graham strip, and that's when he became a god in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's that. That's it. No, no matter what he did from that point on in his career, Brandon Graham walk on water, never have to buy a drink again in Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, he, you're right, Derek. Like he was already a really, really well liked guy. He went into legendary status. Oh, no question. You know, with that play, and that, still that was, is. Still, you know is. another. You know another play. Well, it's two two plays that um, Bo knows when he ran over two. Uh, oh, Brian Bosworth and went to that, and then he ran up the tunnel. Yeah, in the super, was it? It wasn't not super, the kingdom, the kingdom yep. where Seattle used to play. Iconic, man. That's Iconic. a good one, man. And uh, Sills threw one, the one be over me. It, it's Chuck Bednarik over Frank Gifford. That, oh, that yeah. hit, that oh, hit yeah. knocked Gifford out for the rest of that year and the following season. You guys realize that? <laughs> no, he I missed the entire following season after that hit. What? Yeah, he yes. did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Wow. How about, how about Bednarik when he said he thought he killed him? Yeah, he thought he was dead. <laughs> he thought and he was dead. He, he, he swore to his to his grave that he wasn't taunting him. That he he didn't know how bad it was. He said at first he just yeah. knew that play won the game. He said it was the end of like late in the game or whatever. But like, yeah, you it, that you if you watch that play, it doesn't look. It's funny. You see you see other stuff where guys get get trucked and it looks worse. He did like a closed arm, like it, like he yeah. just you know and and. Oh my God, Gifford! Did you just hear the air going out of Gifford? Then he was just just lifeless, laying there. How about the hit Sheldon Brown put on Reggie Bush? That was a good one. In that playoff game. Hey, I don't know how, how did Reggie Bush got up. God bless him. Looked like he flipped like a rabbit getting shot by Buckshot, man. Yeah, he just that was, that was a good one. That was absolutely a good one. Um, all right, that was that was uh, that was fun. Kind of digging into these a little bit. Um, so yeah, rest in peace, Franco, for sure. But uh, hard to top the immaculate reception. It, really, I mean. Yeah, and that's another one that you know leads to Pittsburgh's run. That's where it starts. Yeah, they don't get out of that game. That's the one that Madness was mad about till he till he passed. He said it was you know he didn't feel like it was a complete pass. I I think NFL Films has been promoing, and I thought I saw was ESPN. They're doing some kind of uh, like thirty for thirty on Franco and Joe Green. uh, One of the comments you see in the teaser is Joe Green said 
when Franco Harris arrived in Philadelphia, arrived in Pittsburgh, that's when we became the Steelers. Mm. And I'm like, what a tribute. That's- and then this was, now this was a promo I've seen for the last week or so. So obviously this was before he died, obviously. Yeah. And when Franco arrived in Pittsburgh, that's when we became the Steelers. That's uh, a, that's mean, you, that you can't, you can't give a better compliment than that. No. That's high praise, man. That is high. Praise. Nobody, foot, nobody, thank you. ball three sixteen of football life. Thank you. Yeah, and that's a the, John Dickerson. The, the, the Dawkins hit on Crumpler was, was oh, really yeah. nasty. Really, oh nasty. my goodness. There, yeah. there's no other, there's no other camera views of whether he caught it or not, man. You know, it's, it, it's hard to tell. It's really close, man. Yep. It's really close. Yep. And to have the wherewithal to just scoop and go, like he he didn't even pause. Nope. Franco nope. just yep. catches yep. that thing and go, and he and he tiptoes the sideline too. And, he, I mean, and people understand, man, that's just him running to the ball. Yeah. Like he could have finished. He just finished. He could have just finished and stopped and walked. Right yeah. To a lot other. of guys would have been like, right. yeah, but he finished the play. Yeah. He that, kept running the play down, man. And that's, that's a great football player. Well, you know, to this day, it's still debated. Was it a legal catch? Yeah. Because back then, two, two offensive players could not touch the ball at the same time before a defensive player. Mm-hmm. You couldn't. So, yeah. The rules were different the back rules then. The rules were different then. Two offensive players. Could not test the ball on a pass like that back then. It was a weird rule, and so the Raiders swear that the ball hit the receiver. Who was the receiver? Was it Frenchy Fuqua? Oh, Frenchy Fuqua. <laughs> they swear it hit Fuqua before. One of the great names, by the way. Yeah, before before um, Franco caught it, which would have been an illegal catch at that time. Right. And of course, wow. the Steelers all say, "Hey, what did the ref say?" The ref said it was a catch. It was a catch. Yeah, that's it. I asked him about it. He said. He said he looked at me, looked at me. Like, of course, it was a catch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they called it a catch. It's a catch. Uh, <laughs> Rome Robinson, you the only guy you've ever seen that wore live goldfish in the heel of his shoes. Oh my God! What? He have, yes, he had shoes in the heels of the shoes. He had he had live goldfish. In. That's a pimp move right there, man. That is, yep. That's serious. Yep. Uh, Rome Robinson, good one. He says the fourth and twenty-six. Uh, Freddie. Oh Nashville. yeah, that's classic. And what did you say after the game? Rambling, uh, I want to thank my hands. hands. <laughs> Donovan scrambling around for 14 seconds in Dallas. Oh yeah, and, yeah, then, yeah. and then makes the pass, which Freddie caught too. Yep, yep. Uh, that was a pretty, pretty amazing play. Uh, it was fun. There was a lot of good ones, man. That's for sure. All right, let's uh, let's get a timeout. We'll come back and uh, give you a little update on the Flyers, on the Sixers, on this weird Carlos Correa story. You guys familiar with this? What went down here with him? The shortstop. No. no. All right, we'll what tell you about that? it when we get back. Uh, wild. All right, we'll do all that when we return. Coming up at 2 o'clock, our NFL segment, an update on Nikki Six. Uh, go around the, the NFL power rankings, and uh, Gunner's going to lay out a lot of wasted money uh, in the league. So we'll talk about that as I well. Am. You are? <laughs> yeah, you yes. are. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, you've been forewarned. All right, okay. so Derek Gunn. Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis for Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So do you need uh, a tree trimmed back? Do you need it taken down completely? Uh, you can get their opinion and consultation on what the best way to go they're experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. They specialize in tree removal, stump grinding, 
tree pruning, all the above. Keep in mind, it's storm, it's hurricane season. We get some nasty winds these days. Uh, it's a time, good time to get your trees evaluated. Make sure that everything's going to be okay. Uh, you go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. back yes we are we are sports oh, take jacob sports oh, youtube network oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Derek gun barrett brooks rob ellis hi hi everybody thanks for hanging out with us uh, everybody in the chat everybody streaming everybody listening we do appreciate you guys all right let's hit a couple things guys and then we'll dig into the uh to the nfl and we're, we're gonna get back to the eagles in a second too um uh, but the flyers did win last night they beat columbus five to three travis connect me had a couple of goals and 
Carter Hart, who's quietly having a good season for a team that's 11, 15, and 7, uh, with not a ton of help in front of him, had 30 saves last night. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you guys, there's not a lot to take from this Flyers team. It's, it's, it's a tough watch, frankly. Um, but one of the positives here is Carter Hart's playing well. I think Carter Hart's showing you that he's that guy uh, going forward. You just got to figure out everything else around him. It's they got a long way to go, but I think they have a goalie. I truly believe that. Like I think he's, I. I didn't think he played all that poorly last year, but it was just a total train wreck. But I think he's showing you this year that he's, you know, he's a quality goaltender in this league. So there's any positives. That's one. You're at least gleaning that from it so far. So the Flyers right now have the second worst record in the East, but Rob, are you surprised that they've won 11 games up to this point? Yeah. Yeah. Derek. I honestly, I am. I, I, I didn't, I would have guessed they would have been about seven and, uh, seven, nineteen, and seven. Right. I mean, they to got off to a hot start. I mean, that they really did. Helped, but. Yeah, they did. Um, I, I think what you're going to see now this 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 portion of the season is going to be there's going to be some guys weeded out. Like I think they're trying to move Kevin Hayes, uh, whether that's a buyout or a trade. There's going to be a couple other guys here and there, and they're going to play as many kids as they can possibly play. The shame of it is, like some of the guys who were oh. really building blocks for the future are hurt. Yes and done for the year, et cetera. So uh, that's the tough part. But, yeah, I mean, we – and I will give Tortorella this. I'm not his biggest fan, but he he keeps reiterating, like, we, we know what this is. We know it's going to be – we're trying to stay positive here. And that's that's all. I mean, that, but it was so, a good win. So yeah. what don't you like about Tortorella? Um, I I just think his act grows <clears throat> really fast. Like, I think he was, he was hired – and if you look at – he's had a lot of playoff failures. Um, I think he was brought in – to distract from what a train wreck the team is okay because he will go after the media he'll rip the occasional player and and like smartly so he'll take the heat himself and, and deflect it off of his players i think from that standpoint it's a good move but i don't know that he's going to be around long enough to be the guy who takes you to the promised land because well, i think he just wears his welcome thin quick so i mean what's the use in bringing somebody in if you don't have shock, the talent man you, shock I mean, value shock value then yeah. get talent, forget shock value. I mean, I'm, I've had enough of shock value with Gritty. They brought Gritty in to do the same thing. It was like a wag the doll thing. You're like, hey, look over here. Yeah. Don't worry about what's going on over here. Yeah. I, I, I Barrett, to answer your question, I think, um, and they also brought him in because he is a very blunt guy, and he will call players out who aren't giving you the effort. And I think they do need a little bit of that. It got it got kind of country clubbish uh, with that team the last couple of years. So I think that from that standpoint, he. You know, that, that's understandable. Yeah, that's yeah, understandable. Here's, here's, here's what I like about him. Here's what I like about him. He's not a yes man. No. He's not going to give you the standard cliche quotes after every game and not 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 cover for everybody. The Flyers knew exactly what they were hiring when they brought him in. So, obviously, they didn't care about his history or they knew he's a short fuse at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was covering this team as bad as they are, I can't wait to get to the podium after every game because you know he's going to give you something to hold on to. You know, when you have a losing team, a losing season, what do you need? You need somebody, whether it's a coach or players, that are going to give you something that can help you get through a long, dreary season. And that's exactly what he gives you. Now, he took this job knowing this team's not going anywhere. He didn't have to take the job. It's not like he needed the money. He didn't have Mm -hmm. to take the job. Yeah, but he t- he took his job because I I think they gave him carte blanche to do what he wanted to do, say what he wanted to say, and see how it fall, yeah, see and see where the chips fall. 
Yeah. Well, it's what somebody is a new, a new hockey um, watcher now. How do you build a team? How do you get to the level? You know, because I mean, I, I don't see a, I don't see a game plan. Besides the game plan I saw when Vegas, when that first Vegas team came in, where they were able to pluck from different teams, good right, players from right. the team. Yeah. How do you get them to a level that I thought you did it through the draft? I thought they did it through the draft with, with, with the guys they brought in, the Carter Hearts, you know, the Provorovs. You know, I thought those were the guys that connect me. Those are the guys that were going to take us to that another level. Right. Those were high draft picks. I assumed they were going to be great. Yeah. What happened? I think what you. I, I don't I can't the one I really can't explain is Provorov. I don't know. I don't know how he went south the way that he did. Um <clears throat> he's a guy you gotta get back. You gotta figure out how to get him back. You got because there's so much there's a lot of talent there. I think the biggest problem the Flyers have is they brought in guys who were good and they didn't develop them. They had talent and they wasted talent. And that you can't do. And you can't do these stupid JVR signings like they did. I mean, they got rid of him once and they brought him back again for insane money. It, it, they can't do that kind of stuff. And I, and I don't think they're trying to get any kind of right. quick fixes now. And that was, that was, you know, Ron Hextall was trying to guard them against doing that. And then they got rid of Hextall and they kind of went into that. So I, I think what, I think the other thing has to happen is guys, Chuck Fletcher's got to go. He's their GM. He's got to go. Uh, they should have done it last off season. <laughs> the stream, but thanks you for that. They, they, yeah, they I'm with the stream that, yeah. here, uh, 100%. So, uh, I, look, it's you have to, the answer to your question, Barrett. You got to draft well, and you better hope you have the right people in place to make these guys better. And I don't know that they do right now. Um, what connected the number two pick in the draft? <coughs> well, I don't know where they're going to pick right now. Uh, well, I'm saying that he was he was the number two pick, right? Wasn't he? Was he that high? I think he was. Yeah, I don't know if he was that high. I don't know. I'm not saying he is or he wasn't. I don't. I'm not sure. Uh, let me see where they picked this year. They would have the one, two, three, four, five, six. They have the sixth overall pick right now. Mm. Uh, so the Flyers have 29 points, and the team with the worst record, the Blackhawks, has the have 18 points. They could get thirdish, uh, yeah. somewhere around there. Second. Yeah. It's gonna be hard to catch the Blackhawks, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, they're uh, it's going to be a little bit. It's going to be a couple years, and that's the the way they should do it. It's got to be a slow build. Uh, Sixers playing tonight. They've won five straight. They're they're on a little bit of a roll here, uh, and and Joel Embiid has played extremely well. You know, if you look at what he's done during this win streak, it, it has been really impressive. Like, I, I can even take it back a couple games before the win streak. So he he's gone for. 35, 39, 38, 53, 31, 34, 28 in, in the last six games, seven games that he's played. All and right. So they're five and two in those games. So let's keep saying it. Let's keep saying, well, they want to trade me here. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's right. Keep saying it. You know, good what point. Yes, yeah. him off. Yeah, good point. Because yeah, he's been playing better ever since then. It, it, whatever it takes. I, I will, I think that, um, you know, and their their schedule's still pretty favorable in, in you know coming up here. You get Detroit yeah. who's playing a little bit better, but not great. The Clippers, you don't know who's going to be playing or not. I don't think it'll be sitting Kawhi and Paul George. You don't know. Uh you get the Knicks on Christmas Day at New York. That's a noon tip off. Pretty cool. You got the uh the the game, the Eagles game on Christmas Eve, and then the Sixers on Christmas Day. Uh yeah, that's right. That's right. So you get some nice action there. And then uh and the schedule even after the Knicks game. You know, at Washington, New Orleans is good this year, but then you're at Oklahoma City, who's a little pesky. Then you get New Orleans again, so the schedule picks up a little bit. But um, they're playing well. They have a nice chemistry with uh, with the Anthony Melton. I wonder what this looks like when 
when Maxi comes back. Right. Like I, I wonder if um, I wonder if he brings him off the bench. He might just to get his stamina back, but I wonder if he keeps bringing him off the bench for bench punch, or does he go right back mm. to the starting lineup? I'm not sure. I think not you got to put him back in the starting lineup. Yeah. I think you have to put him back in there because he's that he's that juice for that team. You yeah, know? He is. and you, you you if he's deemed 100 percent healthy, you got to get maximum minutes out of him. I mean, this team has done well in this seven game homestand, but um, when you start going back up against the heavyweights, I think you need he needs to be on the floor more than he does off the bench. And because we don't trust the way Doc uses his rotation, I want Maxi on the floor as much as possible. <laughs> Um, I, I hate to say it, but yeah, you know, I'm sorry, Doc. I didn't mean it. Barrett made me say it. Come on, Barrett. <laughs> well, is, 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 is Doc is, is Doc coaching better now? Um, uh, uh, I think he does a better some job people. using the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that's fair. I think he. I think to to their credit, they they gave him better bench pieces too. Like, you know, if Melton is coming off the bench, he's better. Daniel House has been decent. He's been pretty decent. Uh, the the thing they're doing too, they're using Montrez Harrell a lot more. Uh, B-ball Paul's kind of fallen out of favor, um, so they're they're getting a little bit of run out of him. I, they, I, the truth of the matter is, I still don't know what they are. I, I'll we'll know better know. when they finally are all playing together and Maxie's playing and they're playing better better teams. Right now, we don't know. I still don't think they're better than Boston or Milwaukee. You know, frankly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see where, where that ends up. All right. So the Carlos Correa, that's what I was referencing before we took a timeout. Yes. All right. So he was set to sign a 13 year, 300 and whatever 50, it was, $50 50. million dollar deal with the yeah. Giants. And then we got word yesterday that there may be a problem with his physical. And, you know, the team was going to address it today. And we we're going to find out exactly what was going on. This this guy's he's a relatively young guy. He's not even thirty yet. He's had some back problems in in his past. So you thought maybe it was that. It turns it turns out late last night the Mets swoop in and give him a twelve year three hundred and fifteen million dollar deal and sign him yeah, yeah. like just like that. So <laughs> somebody's going to look really bad. Either the Giants medical people if if he goes to the Mets and, and tears it up, you're going to say to the medical people like really. It's going to be like the Dolphins with Drew Brees' shoulder. Remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. They still, yeah. Yeah, yeah to this yeah. day, Saban's still yelling Saban, about it. Yeah. Yep. Saban is still angry here. about that, man. He's won like 18 national championships. Right, right, right. He, he still brings it up. You know yeah, what he man? does. So oh, is he you guys that? Brees or I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm not going anywhere. Meanwhile, he's on a helicopter to, to <laughs> Tuscaloosa like two seconds later. Like, hey, look over there. He gets on yeah. a helicopter. He's gone. Oh, my God. First of all, with the giant, uh, the Mets are getting all this money. This offseason, they have spent eight hundred six million in signings. What? Like, say that again. Eight hundred six million in signings. Just That's this offseason. Just this offseason. Yeah. Now think about it. They brought in Justin Verlander. Yep. Jose Quintana. Yep. They re-signed outfielder Brandon Nemo. They re-signed relievers Edwin Diaz and uh, Adam Adovino. They added catcher Omar Navarez, Navarez and David Robertson and a few other players. $806 million in signings this offseason. Incredible. It ain't tricking if you got it. Yeah, so this guy, <laughs> this guy Steve Cohen, who's their owner, is a billionaire who is from Queens. Okay? He grew up a Mets fan. He grew up right by the, you know, where the ballpark is. 
and he is not afraid. He's going to do everything he in his power to spend and win a, a championship. He just is. We'll so Mills that could be the same easy way man. now. Yeah, I mean, we talk we talk about this Phillies lineup and their pitching staff. Look at this Mets roster right now. First of all, why did they sign Correa when they already have a shortstop? Yeah, they're going to play. Uh, Correa is going to play at third. So you're not moving Lindor. No, they're keeping Lindor. Yeah, he's going to stay. I was wondering about that myself, Derek. But, yeah, they're keeping Lindor where he is, and they're going to move Correa to third. And they just gave Lindor a 12-year, $315 million deal last year. Right. And now you got a guy who's going to be playing next to him getting another $315 million? I know. Jeez. What did I just say, D-Gun? Huh? It ain't tricking if you got it, bro. I know. I know. I know, man. I mean, they, man, they, they, they blew the game away in the first half of the season. Yeah. yeah. They, they, you know, then they pissed down their leg in the, in the, in the, in the last quarter of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so they did. It's, um, I don't know, I, man. I know. I, I look the the a the nf nf nl east is going to be really interesting because Atlanta's Ooh. you know Atlanta's still Atlanta, but they've lost some pieces. Danzy Swanson went to the uh, to the Cubs, and you know some other guys have left. Yeah, but they but, got the catcher they wanted. They got yeah, they got yeah. Oh my the kid goodness. Murphy. Yeah, for yes. the A's. Um, so no, Jalen 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 Hurts is not practicing. Um, you have Minshew and Ian Book. We forgot about Ian Book. Ian Book. I didn't forget about him. I didn't forget about him. I just didn't want to mention him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't He'll care be... you Look, yeah. I, I do not care if he went to Notre Dame. It does not matter. Yeah. Well, well mm. we, let's hope we don't see him. Let, right, 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 right. Uh so those two are, are, are getting warmed up here. And uh yeah, I <sighs> if if we get any word, I know Steichen said, Look, uh, it's not out of the question he plays. So may, maybe okay. you talk about hurts, obviously. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it's all gamesmanship. Uh, who knows? But yeah, look, it could be. It could be. I, there, there's a lot of different ways that this thing can go, right? I mean, that, there's there's no doubt that, that I, I would say that knowing the history of this team, that they they want to be cautious, even though there is still a chance, you know, that that you don't lock it up. I, I think there will they will if if this was like win. Last game of the season, if you win it, you get the one seed. If you yeah. don't, you get the five seed. I'd buy it a lot more than he yep. might play. Yeah. But you the fact what? that there's still a chance. Go ahead, Byron. Bro, here I am on another tangent again. You know I'll get on my Do tangent. it, man. We love your tangents. Um, I was just looking, you know, looking through and, and watching the, the, how they've gone back and forth as far as winning this division. This is crazy. I mean – the Eagles will win it this year, win the division this year. Last year was Dallas. Why does it do? Why do we do that? Why does it go oh, like that? Uh, they, it's been that way forever in the NFC. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, how does that happen? Yeah, I don't understand. Since when? Two thousand three, four, something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Nobody. New England was the last one to go back to back in the in the, in the early. Yeah, it was like oh four, oh five, yeah. oh four, yeah. oh five. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Well, it tells you how hard it is. It's hard. It's a hard league. Plain and simple. Crazy, I mean, what right? the Patriots have done, what teams like the Niners did in the '80s and and the Steelers did in the '70s, and you know they're Dallas, whatever in the in the '90s. It's hard, man. It's hard to do that and maintain, especially now with free agency. It was easier back in the day. It was. It just was. It was easier right. to be the, the the Steelers. You know, the Niners were kind of right before the free agency yep. thing blew up. Dallas yeah, in the '80s. Yeah, it was easier. It just was. 
It's hard now. But it's and what the league wanted, though. They wanted this parity when they went with the inception of free agency. Right, right. That's what they wanted, and that's yeah. what they've gotten, you know, except New England messed it up by winning 15 straight divisions and seven Super Bowls and, and all that stuff. You know, and, I'm, and to this day, I'm still fascinated. By, I'm just flabbergasted by no other team was able to duplicate what New England did to achieve that consistency over more than a decade. In a copycat league, nobody was able to come close to duplicating what they did. Well, let me ask you guys this. As time goes on here, and Brady won one in Tampa, we know that, and Belichick's struggling. Um, do we view Belichick any differently? <sighs> hmm. See, that's tough, man. That's real tough because, I mean, can you take away all those Super Bowl appearances? What is it, like 10 Super Bowl appearances? 10, like one, seven, something yeah. like that, yeah. You can't, I mean, you can't. I, I don't care what you do, man, from this point forward. I mean, how do you tarnish that record? I can't see it. Like I, Like, I do see Jason Peters tarnishing his – his career by playing the way he's playing now. We know why he's playing right now. Right. But he just, you know, I mean, it's to come to being the greatest, one of the greatest offensive linemen to play the tackle position to now basically just, all right, I'm going to put you at right guard. I'm going to put you at left guard. I'm going to put you at uh, right tackle. Uh, I'm going to switch you on and off with a rookie. Like, what? What is that all about? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What is that all about? Mm. That's a great question, Barrett. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I hear you with him. And, I, you know, you you could argue either he needs the coin, he loves the game. I don't know. I, but, uh, you know, it, you would like to see guys like that go out on top a little bit more. Yes. And, and you know, because the Cowboys had so many injuries on their offensive line. He's been forced to play a lot. Yeah, an awful lot. Yeah. An awful lot. If you put him on the right side, Hassan Reddick will be by him before he gets out of his stance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping, yes. Yeah, that, I, look, I mean, he's he's on fire right now. He's having a great year, period, but he's especially locked in right now. I mean, Reddick could have had six last week if it wasn't mm. for Justin Fields being a magician. Mm. So, Yo, guys, quick question. Dave Barr, you guys remember Dave Barr? Wait, Dave didn't he Barr. play with the Giants? Dave Barr was, got drafted with me in my, my draft class year, 1995 from Cal. Okay. okay. Is he now the upper Derby head coach? No, it's a different guy. Okay, all right. I was just yeah. I know, I know the upper Darby <laughs> coach. He's a good dude. Yeah, Dave he Barr. used to coach. He used to coach at my high school at Bonner. Uh, oh, okay, but not the same guy. Yep. Okay, all right. Yep. I was just... Wow, that was that was out of nowhere. <laughs> that was out of nowhere. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, but no, no. Actually, that that, that the David Upper Darby is a very good football coach. He, it's a it's a it's it can be a tough spot sometimes. Uh, right, 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 right. But anyway, so yeah, uh, no, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't look at Belichick differently. I still think he's brilliant. I still think you, you could make a case. He's the goat, but yes. man, how though, how, how did he, how do you take him out of that? You know, being cause he's working with less. I know he is, but some of the, yeah. he, he decides who you draft for the, he's the yes. GM. And yes. it just shows you, like, if you don't have a quarterback, man, you you most of the time you are screwed. We've seen yes. a couple of instances where teams have overcome maybe not having an elite guy, Dill, for all the names we always throw out there. But you have to have such an exceptional defense, you know, with, with those teams. Either you know, or. Right, either, either or. or. Yeah, either or. You'd have a great quarterback or a great defense. Like, the Super Bowl I won, we had a great defense. Yeah. Which, which put us over the top. Yeah, because Ben wasn't great then. It was just Ben Roethlisberger then. He wasn't Big Ben. Yeah. So 
when you look at what he eventually turned into, they were able to mature him because, you know what I'm saying, the defense, he, the defense allowed him to catch up. He could just hand the ball off and give it to Jerome Bettis, mm-hmm. fast Willie Parker, you know, those guys. But it's hard to win a championship. Like, you know, all those names you brought up, you know, I mean, even so far as to say Russell Wilson and the Super Bowl he won, was it really him or was it that defense, especially the way he's playing now? Right. How can you, I mean, can you really say that he is, he was that player that won it for him? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, you can, Barrett, because you look at some of the Houdini moves he made to escape pressure. Okay. Look at some of the throws he made. Right. Now, Russell Wilson, to be only 5'10", 5'11", had a cannon for an arm. Yes. You know, yeah. and the receivers that he had, now the receivers, the collection of receivers he had, some acrobatic catches, no question about it. But Russell Wilson was that dude. When he was on a roll, Russell Wilson was just a natural leader. I mean, he finished a career at NC State. He goes and plays in Wisconsin one year, takes Wisconsin to the Big Ten championship game. Okay, then he gets to the NFL in his, what, first five or six years, they go to the playoffs consecutively? Right. With him under under center, consider what they had been before he got there. Now, they did a great job. That boom, though, man. Huh? It's different when you got the Legion of Boom out there. I understand bro. that, but you still make plays. Yeah. That yeah, dude, did, that dude, that dude made plays. Come on, man. Yeah, he, now he's not the quarterback he was, but dude, the way he would spin around this way and spin around that way and throw a frozen rope on from either side of the field. And Russell was that dude back then. But now he's just a shell of himself now. Yeah. Yeah, bro. That's yeah, it's true. It's he true. did have. He, th- he throws a great deep ball, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. My goodness. Yeah. I think it's just a perfect storm there. I, I don't think the. I don't think the coaching's good. I think there's personnel issues, and I think he's not the same. Right. I think there's a lot right. of things going on there. All right, let's get a timeout, and we'll come back. NFL. Uh, Nick Foles update. Matthew Stafford update. Ravens make a little move. Uh, Raiders. Quarterback update. Uh, YouTube potentially making a big move uh power rankings we had a lot of stuff in store for you and at the end of the show uh we're going to mix in a birthday with a favorite movie from that from that actor we will do that as well so don't go anywhere barrett brooks Derek gunn rob ellis we are sports take jacob sports youtube network all right i want to tell you now about razor technology right because the future of work isn't remote or in person it's a hybrid model In facing this new reality, businesses must reimagine their workplaces to align with the preferences and needs of modern employees. Razor technology helps businesses create a workplace that gives their teams flexibility in choosing how and where they put in their hours. Online platforms for communication and collaboration combined with secure and adaptable mobile devices are enabling hybrid meetings experiences that are nearly on par with in-person events so everyone can feel that they are part of the conversation. Employees with strong social media connections with their teams report better well-being, higher productivity, and stronger retention rates. Razor technology helps growing organizations adapt to hybrid environments with industry-leading digital tools and insightful guidance that promotes efficiency and workplace satisfaction. You can learn more by calling 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor tech. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game now streaming on the Six ABC Family of Apps.
greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Everybody, Sports Take, Take a Sports YouTube Network on a Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We do appreciate it. Hope you're doing well out there. He's Barrett. He's Derek. I'm Rob. Um, we're uh, we've been kicking around a lot of different things, and obviously the big story um, is you know the the Jalen Hurts situation. And you know, look, he's not practicing right now. Um, Shane Steichen did say before practice today that, you know, there's still a chance, you know, et cetera. Um, but it, I, I would tend to doubt it. Let me put it to you that way. Um, gamesmanship, gamesmanship, gamesmanship. Could be. Yeah. Reed Blankenship is practicing. You mentioned that he's a full go. Uh, Kayvon Wallace is back practicing. He, he had a little bit of a banged up hip. Uh, Tyree Jackson knee practicing limited on Tuesday, but he's back. Zach Pascal concussion. He's working on the side. So um, that's everybody else is, is good to go. Uh, we know CJ Garner Johnson's not back yet, but, but for the most part, everybody else, you're relatively healthy. Um, yeah, Barrett, I'm, I'm with you. Like I, I, I feel pretty confident that they're going to go show out in this game. Um, would I, would I prefer that Jalen hurts was the guy? Of course, of course, of I course. Would. Yeah. But th- this is still a very good football team uh, on a lot of different phases. And you may take a little bit of a step back, but but still, I mean, you still have a, a defense that's been really good and, and good at getting after quarterback and taking the ball away. Going against a quarterback who's giving the ball away a lot. And then you have an offense that can run the ball, that has quality wideouts and a tight end and an offensive line that should be able to support a backup quarterback. Like the formula is there and the pressure is yes. on the Cowboys. Yes. Come on to my side. You can hear it. Come to my side. You I like your side, you man. Yes. 
I like your side. Um, all right, so let me let me hit you guys with this. Guess what? Guess who is starting for the Colts this week against the Chargers? <laughs> the stream, I'm looking at Nikki all six. day. Nikki six, baby. Nikki six, baby. Nick Foles. He's back, man. He's back. You Nikki's... can't keep him down. Has he not had the weirdest career? <laughs> Bro. No question about it. No question about it. Seven touchdowns in a game. 27-2 and two in a season. Traded by Chip. Cast off. Almost retires after it was a total flame out in St. Louis. Backs up for a year in Kansas City with Andy. How he signs him is insurance for Foles or for Wentz. He comes here. He's riding the bench most of the year. Boom. Wentz goes down. Starts off not all that great. He actually played pretty decent in that game, but then was a little rusty. Then they figured out exactly how to use him. Especially against the the, uh, Raiders. Oof, yes. Even it didn't play great in the Atlanta game in the playoffs, but they survived it. And then, oh. He dropped the pick. Yeah, Keanu Neal. Yep. Then all of a sudden, it's like somebody turned the faucet, man, and then he became, you know, the, the, the legend, and the rest is history. But... It's crazy, right? Sad part is he hasn't been able to keep a starting job anywhere since he left Philadelphia. No. Every nope. time he has a every time he has the Eagles jersey on, he plays well. You take that jersey off yeah. of him, yeah. he becomes just Nicholas. Yeah. I went I went down to Jacksonville and got an interview with him off the field when uh he you know starting in Jacksonville. Good friend of mine, Danny Edwards, who was the head of PR there, set it up for me. And uh, you know, and then shortly after I left, he lost a starting job there. I'm like but two, look, the two, dude is still hanging around. To our, to our now think, starting think, quarterback right now. Uh, but, yeah, but think, yeah. yeah. The, but think about it. The money he's made just floating around. It's like another Chase Daniel story. Because he's made like an $88 million dollar deal. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a Hall of Fame yeah. deal maker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's in the money, HOF. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's done really well. Mil. But can you imagine, like, if he stepped they're, – they're not making the playoffs, but if he just stepped in and played really well, I mean, it's just strange. I I don't know where you keep going with it. Like, he was the third stringer when the year started. If they went, if they went out, they'll be 9-8. and eight. In that division, it's possible. Right, right. Because right wow. now, they're a game behind the Titans <clears throat> at 7-7. Seven and seven. They're 6-8. and eight. That, That's They're 7-7. Seven seven. They could actually win the division easily. Uh, no, they're no. You're thinking Jacksonville. They're they're four yeah. nine and one. Uh, uh, yeah, Colts. Yeah, they're four nine and one. Four, nine, I'm one. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking that's all right. That's I'm all thinking right. Jacksonville. Yeah, all, I mean, I'm but still, there. I mean, he oh yeah, they're four nine and one. They're they're horrible. Yeah, they can only win seven. Yeah, they go like seven he, and nine. Even if he just goes in and and has three good games, it's like ah, oh, should this guy be playing all year? It's it's the uh, <laughs> all the same stuff we always hear, man. It's crazy. See, is I, if I'm Nick, I'm going. To, I'm going to Jeff saying, Yo, man, look, uh, I know you need me, but uh. Uh, I saw how your team played against Minnesota, man. Uh, I don't think I can make it. Uh, I got to. I got <laughs> to make a big business decision, bro. I can't yeah. make it this week. I'm sorry. I hear you. Uh, yes, it is. Rebel, yes, yes, it is. We'll just say that. Yes, it is. And we'll leave it at that. He's a yeah. champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some would say there's a wheelbarrow when he when he when he gets to wherever he arrives. Anyway. Uh yes. Wait, wait, Fitness Rebel, you didn't know that before. That's that's legendary around yeah. these parts. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Anyway, we I, we are nasty, but we didn't we didn't give him that. 
We didn't give him that name. That wasn't we, on us. No, that wasn't on us. No, yeah, no, that, no. Was, that was no. that was way that was other people. Anyway, she's talking about um, we nasty. No, we not. You don't want to nasty, us. but we're not we nasty answer, for that reason. Yeah, we answered yeah. your question. We didn't. We didn't say it. You know, she's talking about y'all nasty. Hey, no, man, no, no, no. My man's blessed. Just leave it that. Um, all right. Uh, so well, uh, no, hold on. Hey, we don't. Hey, we don't. Hey, we don't talk to the stream though. Hey, what did uh, what did what did um, um, what's the comedian? Oh my goodness. Bernie Mac said he stand up on Def Comedy Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Big bone. <did. laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> I tell you, it would be fun. It would be fun if he was still here and he was starting this game. Can you imagine if he was starting this game for the Eagles this oh, week man. against the Cowboys? There would be, there, nobody would say anything. Nobody would have said a word. It'd be yeah. like, all right, we won this game. It's done. <laughs> it's done. Dallas, don't even show up. Hey, look, while, while we're doing the show, I'm looking at a. Uh, NFL Network has a they're showing a uh, Mike McCarthy uh, a press conference with the interview and said he said that uh, bouncing back from that loss goes to culture in the locker room and if I was I said what Mike what culture in the locker room you don't have any culture oh what God. culture oh my God. you have a bunch of individuals wearing a Cowboys uniform and know. you're the main culprit you're exactly. the main reason why this team stumbles because yeah, you don't have don't control know. of this situation your team's out of control bro. They and you're talking about cult, locker room culture? Then you as a head coach, as an Andy Reid did, you identify your so-called leaders, you form a committee, and yeah. you your leaders lead by example. Who are your leaders in that locker room? Who? Well, how about this? You got Diggs telling us I should have that interception because yes. I, I, I had the ball first. What kind of selfish message is that, man? Mm. Michael Parsons throwing shots at a quarterback. He's not going to play for two weeks instead of focusing on Jacksonville. Yeah. And they ran all up and down your spines for 192 yards, and you lose a seven-point lead and the game in overtime. Ah, da, da. Yeah. You would different. see. You would see doing that. What's the what's the modus operandi? We worry about the next game. That's what they say consistently. What they do. We worry about the next game. When we get to that game, we get to that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The words culture and, and cowboy should never be in the same. That's percent. fun. That's funny. Culture. That's for sure. Uh, all right. So a couple other odds and ends. Dean Peace, who's the, the defensive coordinator. I think I saw this uh, for the Falcons. He was involved in a, in a pregame collision. Oh, yeah. Like with uh, Saints returner uh, Rashid Shahid. And they carted him off. He went to the hospital. Uh, he says he never lost consciousness. Um but it was a combination of the collision and he was on uh, blood thinner medication that they weren't sure if he was going to be able to coach this week. He didn't coach in the game, you know, obviously this past week, but he's, he is good to go now, but that wow. was, that looked frightening, man. When, when he got drilled, he was, he was doing an interview with, with uh, Christina Pink, who's one of Fox's sideline reporters and he just didn't see him and wham. And you know, <clears throat> surprised this stuff doesn't happen more. There's so many moving parts on a game during pregame. Um, but anyway, uh, bro, um, stuff like that happens all the time. I can remember, um, when I was playing for the Eagles playing in that we're in a vet. So we played in a vet. We practiced in a vet. Everything was in the vet. Our meeting rooms and everything was in the vet. Well, they have corridors that, that are in between our locker room and the meeting rooms and our coach, um, walked out. And got hit by one of those caterpillars. Those um. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Juan Castillo. Juan Castillo, yeah. And blew his knee out. Yeah, bad. Thinking, man, what? And did he stay and what? coach that game, Barrett? He didn't. He didn't go to the hospital, bro. Right? It happened. It happened on. It happened on Saturday. Right. Saturday morning, it happened. We had just finished a walkthrough Saturday okay. morning. 
he gets hit by the caterpillar. I think it's a caterpillar. Those green. Um, yeah, I know the. Oh kind yeah, caterpillars. Yeah. yeah. He gets hit by it, blows his knee out. He goes to the hospital and comes back that night and does the meeting that oh night. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Got up the next day, almost, I mean, in tears on how bad he was hurting, coached the game. Coached the game. I couldn't believe it. I said, Juan, you are crazy for this well, one. Well, he, he was notorious. Even by coaching standards, he was notorious for just living at the facility. Like, oh, he yeah. was a, that yeah. guy who never, ever left, right? I mean, he was <laughs> he was famous for that. Like, Oh, no question. He was, he was a rookie coach my rookie year. Mm-hmm. And he'd have us out there an hour before practice and then 45 minutes after practice. Jeez, man. You know, as, as young guys, I was a lineman. You already burn out. Yeah. I got to I had got to week, you know, week 15. I'm like, yo, I can't do it. I'm like, Juan, <laughs> leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? I want to fight Juan. Leave me alone, bro. Juan, don't say my name one more. He's A B, A B, A B. Just get over here. Let's work. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm not doing it today. I can't yeah. do it, man. Yeah. I've hit the wall. I, I, I've knocked this rookie wall down. B. You better get in here. I said, oh, what, Juan? B, I'm going to take you to that indoor over there, and one of us is leaving, and one of us is staying. <laughs> I'm like, Juan, what? Ooh. Oh, my Ooh. God. <laughs> yeah. That's Ooh. Juan for you, man. Hey, yeah. Juan, he, he, had Juan a tough, was... he had a tough early life, uh, Juan did. Yeah, he, oh, did. Growing up. he had a very yeah. – yeah. So he's a, he was a hardworking – he still is. I think he's still working – some capacity for the Ravens, I think, right? Is it? Yeah, he was with the Bears. Is that where it was? I, I know, I know, he was still around somewhere. Let me uh, see where he is. Juan good, good, my uh, nice, nice person, nice guy, man. Nice, nicest guy. dude you ever wanted to meet, man. I, I love that dude when he was here. Yeah, yeah he's with really the Washington. Com- Wait, he is a Titans coach for the Washington Commanders. Is that where he's at now? Okay, I know he, he was with Harbaugh, I think, for a little while in Baltimore. Um, but yeah, he's down wow. in DC now. Okay, yeah. Dude, you talk. There is nobody more passionate about the game no. than than a Juan Castillo. No, nobody. You know, he was nobody. And loyalty. The 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 word loyalty is synonymous with his name. No question. Who he's coaching for? He's loyal yep. to a fault, man. I'm telling yep. you. Yep. I've interviewed him so many times, and did just the heartfelt stories about where he came from to get where he is, and in in what it means just to be a coach in the National Fall League. You get chills. You get chills. You get emotional and get chills talking to him. Wow, he had a long run. Like he was with the Eagles from '95, Barrett, your rookie year, yep. uh, to 2012. You know, after the failed experiment with him as a defensive quarter, then Andy was out of here. He left after that. But yeah, that's a long run. '95 to 12. Yep. Then he was the he was with the Ravens with Harbaugh for a year as the run game coordinator. Then he was the offensive line coach for a couple more years. Then he goes to Buffalo. I. I guess with McDermott, I don't know if McDermott was quite there yet, but he was at Michigan for a little while as an offensive analyst, then the bears and now Washington, man, he's a lifer. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. That's for sure. All right. So uh, a couple other things, Uh, Matthew Stafford said, I'm absolutely not retiring. There was some, you know, scuttlebutt. He said so many injuries over the years that he may walk away. He said, he's not, he'll be back next year. Um, Antonio Brown, I, I, yeah, I hesitate to even get into some of these stories with him, but, uh, now what? No, there was a case. One of his cases was dropped, uh, for domestic battery with a, with a woman. Uh, Did he he pay her off? There's other stuff pending with him. Uh, I, I don't know. I I don't know, but the the charges were dropped. So, um, the Ravens claimed Sammy Watkins because they lost Duvernay uh, with a foot injury. He got hurt in practice. 
Um, he could. He was there for a while, wasn't he? Duvernay. No, um, Sammy Watkins. No, he was Green Bay. He was in Green Green Bay. Bay. I know he's in Green Bay, but he was there for a minute, wasn't he? Oh, oh, with the previous. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he knows the system, so I mean, you could plug and plug and play with. It's smart move to grab him up. That also tells you. Odell Beckham's not ready to play, right? I mean, do, how much more do we need to see here? Right. <laughs> or if he's dumb enough not to get off his stance, he's costing himself an opportunity. That too. Yeah, he might be outpricing himself. Um, yeah, I guess that's possible. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I, I found all that uh, interesting. Cody Pickett is back as well. Yeah, he's already suffered like three or four concussions, man. Not in, his, in between college and the, and the pros, so. You know, hopefully he's going to be okay. I, I found this interesting. So YouTube uh, is the favorite to land the NFL Sunday ticket. It has been on DirecTV since 1994. It's been a long run with with, uh, with DirecTV, but it's looking more and more like YouTube is going to land that. So that's if you, people aren't familiar with it, it's all the out-of-town games uh, right, you get right. to see. Are you, you serious? Yeah. Hey, man, look, that tells you how far YouTube has come in terms of viewership, platform expansion the whole nine yard money generated uh-huh i mean look at how many shows i mean we're just one of thousands of shows now that are live on youtube you know there was a time when people look oh youtube that's like second city television not anymore yeah you know think about it youtube uh televised uh baseball game mlb baseball games uh-huh. absolutely look th- let's uh Look at look at the way the, our platform has 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 blown up and and expanded, right? Yep. I mean, YouTube is is where it's at. Tell Let's be real. That. You know, so, over the airwaves, TV is becoming a dying dinosaur in a lot of ways now, yep. man. Things are changing. They are changing really, really quickly, man. That's for sure. And and streaming and some of the other platforms that, that people have at their access is is kind of being a game changer, man. Look at look at baseball, man. Baseball might be just exclusively going to that type of thing, man. You know, hockey started going the same direction. Yeah, and, and and yeah, some folks like Anthony says that uh, they they've been really satisfied with uh, what they've been getting for Directv. So, uh, not surprised, you know. There they might there might be a move made. You know, Google. I think Google owns YouTube, so there's there's a lot of money behind uh, behind well, them for sure. So that's Silicon Valley um, cash flow. Uh, all right, let's do some AFC power rankings. Some fellas. of that Barrett Brooks money, Brooksy money. <laughs> yes. Right, right. Uh, right. I don't know how you guys feel, but I, in doing mine, once again, I get past three and I don't feel anybody's worthy. Frankly, I I did, I I did five, but I don't feel like four and five are worthy. I think four are worthy. Five is a, is a, is a, is a throw in. Okay. All right. Uh, Who wants first crack? I I have, I'm having a problem with um, my number five, man. I'm having a real problem because I can't figure out, I can't figure out which one I want to put there. Whether you sound like the, me. Yeah, whether put the Chargers there or put the Dolphins there. So I finally just just put the the Dolphins at uh, number five. Then I okay. went Dolphins then I went five. Ravens. Then I went with the Bengals. You know what I'm saying? Pretty status quo after that. The Bengals and then the Chiefs, and that's only because they had such a hard time beating up on that um uh beating up on the Texans. The Texans, you know, were with them step for step. So. Mm-hmm. So that had to put me with the Bills because the Bills beat Miami. Mm-hmm. So that's my number one. The Bills are number one. But it's hard because the Chargers are on a winning streak. The Chargers are, are turning the corner. They're, they're healthy now. And they're starting to look like the Charger team we thought we were going to see in the beginning of the season in that division. 
The Dolphins, on the other hand, even though they played a Bills team tough, the game before that, they looked like trash. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't know which one I need to put there. You know, the up-and-coming team or the team that we know has a better record, number one. But, I mean, I, I don't know if they're actually better than the Chargers. I mean, they both had the same record. But I just think that the loss to the Bills was a lot closer than than how the – you know, the, the Dolphins have been playing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They, I, I thought, in, in fairness, they played very well in that game. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and they showed a lot of people that they have a lot more heart than people getting credit for with the whole culture. And that's what it is. Yeah, yep. yeah. So I thought, there was, I thought it was going to be a straight blowout. No, they showed up. They definitely showed Look, they, they, Buffalo's really good, and Buffalo won at home. There's no shame in that. But the problem is they've, lo- they've lost three in a row now. That's right. the problem. Right. And you're not really sure exactly what's going on with them. But yeah, all right. So give us your list one more time. Run, run, go, go one through five here. Dolphins, Ravens, Bengals, Chiefs, and Bills. Okay. All right, I'll go. Um, I have the Chargers at five. I don't trust them. I don't like them, but I trust them more than some of the other teams in the AFC. I I can't put anything behind Baltimore right now. Uh, then I go Dolphins four. For a lot of the reasons you just laid out, Barrett, I, I, you know, they're struggling, but they did, I thought, play well on exactly Saturday night. Yep. I, I go Chiefs th- f- three here because <laughs> the Bengals beat them, man, and they beat them the last three times. And the Bengals Ooh. are certifiably hot. I can't put Kansas City ahead of them. And Kansas City's defense isn't playing as well. They're lucky to have escaped Texas, the Texans last week. I'm sorry, man. I, I'm not just automatically penciling them into one and two every single time anymore. I'm done. Well, so, I, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly why I did it. Yeah, I just automatically just pencil in, pencil in without a thought because they have, because they have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I can't do that's that. That's the only reason why Patrick Mahomes. No, and I get, I know why you did it. Um, so I have them at three, and then I have the Bengals at two. They Bengals made that move for me. I have them at two, and I have the Bills at one. So I go Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, Dolphins, Chargers. They're my five. Gutter. Rob read my mind. My biggest, my biggest. Criteria number five was the teeter-tottering between the Chargers and the Ravens. I, I think the Ravens are suspect. I don't know who they are. We don't know when Lamar Jackson's coming back. I thought he was coming back this week. That's why they're I made the decision. They're, they're, they're hoping he is. They don't know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's not locked. I thought it was no, already no, a foregone no. That's their hope. So yeah. I, put the, I put the Chargers, Dolphins, KC, Cincinnati, Buffalo. Uh, yeah. Are you guys sure? I think he's back I, now. I can't. I cannot put – I cannot put Kansas City ahead of Cincinnati right now. I thought I thought They're it not was afraid. They're not Barrett, afraid. I, the last I saw, and you might have saw something more recent, so I'm not going to uh, counter you by I'm any stretch. I thought that was still up in the air. Is it, is it is it a done deal? He's back. I thought it was a done deal. Okay. I thought I saw that somewhere. Let me look it up. See if I. Uh... No, you, no. I'm saying you might be right. You know, it might be right that he that, that they. Yeah, uh, it says Ravens hope to salvage in the season. The rest with Lamar returning in top form. Okay. And that's right. from the Athletic. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, certainly. All right. So let's look at what they have. Uh, See, I'm looking at what Adam Schefter put 11 minutes ago. This was 11 minutes ago. Okay. Lamar Lamar Jackson not spotted at Ravens practice again today. This would be the eighth straight practice he has missed since spraining that PCL. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. He knows more than this guy, than the athletic then. Well, they they have, like – they have two games that you would think would be winnable. Uh, they have Atlanta at home Saturday, and then they have Pittsburgh at home. 
And I know that's a rivalry game. I get it. But you know, the Ravens, if they want to be in a playoff team, you got to beat that Pittsburgh team that's not very good. Yep. But then they go to Cincinnati. Now, the, the only thing with that last game is Cincinnati might be locked into a spot. and You know, you just don't know. But you know, you're looking at two games that should be winnable for the Ravens as of right now. I mean, and they're they sit here at nine and five. If they can get to, you know, they could potentially go twelve and five. It's not out of the yep. question, right? Yep. Oh yeah, right. So, uh, but that you know, all of a sudden that division, with the way that uh, the Bengals have come on, uh, you know, Cincinnati's passed them. Cincinnati's ten and four. So right now, if if you're Baltimore, you're vying for a uh, for a wild card spot. Yeah, Baltimore are. would get Baltimore gets a pretty good matchup early. They would they would have to go to Tennessee. So Tennessee's been playing garbage, you know? garbage. So that should be a, a winnable game if you can get Lamar back. But see, I thought Lamar was back from just reading the Athletic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's they. It, I I do like Huntley still, but he's not Lamar. I mean, yeah, he's not yeah. Lamar. In fairness to him. All right, Gunner. I knew you had you had that the factoid we were talking about pre-show with the, the money uh, that being yeah. spent on 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 coaches and GMs who were already gone. It was Pretty crazy. It was, it was on Adam Schefter's feed, and yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to pull it up. I don't want to misquote it, but just to not, just to not waste time, I saw it and I said what? And it basically said that all NF all 32 NFL teams had been notified that over the last five years. Teams has spent eight hundred million dollars on fired coaches and front office executives. So oh not just God. so not just head coaches. I mean, all coaches, front office executives. Eight hundred million dollars spent over the last five years on fired entities in the National Football League. Oh my! You know God. what that's from? That's from them having um, guaranteed contracts. Yep. That so, is. Crazy man. So why do you think Dougie P was able to go home and 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 sit for that year and yeah, evaluate yeah. the situation? The best thing you could do: go chill for a year, regroup, reset yourself. Get you know. I mean, it's smart. You know, I thought well, Andy should have done that, but I obviously yep. I was wrong. But in, in, Doug, in Doug's case, though, it was a perfect storm because he had a brother who was slowly dying of cancer, right? Um, and he wanted to you know spend more time with his his wife and kids. And he was getting paid seven figures to do it. So it was a perfect storm for him to get away from the, the, the rigors of, of coaching and to just focus on family. And so for him, he got out. He knew he was going to get back in eventually. He couldn't have put himself in a better situation going than going to Jacksonville. Even yeah. though Jacksonville is a dredge of a city, you know, the owner down there spent money to bring in players. Uh, Dougie P finally got Trevor Lawrence, you know, upright on the bicycle. Um, and they're going to be a good team in the future. You know, they may finish. You know, they may finish on the outside looking in this year to playoffs, but they're going to be in a good position going forward for next year. Yeah, I, look, when you're a coach, the one of the first you're obviously looking for like uh, the right organization and GM and all that, but you're also looking. Do I have a quarterback? That's such a big, yep. you know, game changer. And yep, you know, he, he's we all know what the Lawrence looked like coming out of Clemson. He had a rough go of it last year with a with a clown. Uh, and then it was it was a tough start, but he's really come on, man. He's really come on. So that's okay. It. Here's, here, I'm sorry, Rob. Here's the exact quote from Adam Schefter. Sure. This was this was three days ago. As the firing season approaches, NFL officials inform the owners of the league's 32 franchises 
that teams have spent eight hundred million on fired coaches and front office executives over the last five years. Yeah, jeez, man, <laughs> that is you. unbelievable. And you know what? They're going to be uh, that number is going to go up. That number is going to go up significantly, considering how many people getting fired this year when the season is over. You got that, <laughs> and who have already gotten fired? Right, you, Denver. Yeah. Frank Reich's in the home collecting their money. Give me my money. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got to give you guys this stat. So Lane Johnson has now gone 27 games and 928 uh, pass plays without allowing a sack, which is the all-time record. Wow. wow. Yeah. Andrew Whitworth had it, uh, who just recently retired. He had it 25 games, 922 plays. Ryan Claddy had it uh, 20 games prior to that, and Dwayne Brown had 25. But, but Lane Johnson has set the all-time mark. And and the crazy thing is he's singled up a lot. All the time. He gets no help, right? Nope. Nope. They 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 send the protection away or in the middle. That's why you always see uh Shady and them whenever they go pass blocking, yeah. they go in front of the quarterback in the <clears throat> middle of the um in the middle of that offensive line, try to protect those guards as opposed to tech, protecting the tackles. Man. That's I, crazy that you just leave a guy over there by himself. That's like he's on. You're on. You're on uh, Johnson Island. Like maybe at Rivas Island. Yeah. You're yeah. on Johnson Island. Yeah. I just, man, I don't know. I say this to you guys every show. I feel like, why are we not discussing him as a Hall of Famer? I don't know. You're right. right. Incredible. Just what does incredible. it mean? What? I mean, just link. Just think about that. Over two years, he has not given up a sack. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It really, so guys can get a sack just falling into a sack. That's how hard it is. Somebody could be rushing around and 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 knock you off, or a, a running back comes and chips and chips a guy back into the plate, mm-hmm. and it's a sack. Incredible. In uh, okay, incredible. Add, add to that, he stepped away from the game to to address mental health issues, and came back just as strong as when he left. Yeah, I think about how many games he was battling those depression issues and stuff and still played at a high level. And then to go through that, walk away from the game for a while, come back and continue what he started. That's incredible in itself. It is. Yep. Yep. Nothing short of amazing. Nothing short of amazing. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's take a timeout. And when we come back guys, we will get into our movies. I have an on this date for you. Uh, Some movies, um, a purchase in the NBA, uh, and birthdays as well. And we will tie in our birthdays with a little segment that we will do. So we got all that in store for you coming up as we roll into the final segment of the program. We're Sports Take. He's Barrett. He's Derek. I'm Rob. We'll be right back. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Back for Sports Stake, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, final segment of the program. All right, hit you guys with a good on this date. On this day, 1997, Barry Sanders rips off 184 yards on the ground against the Jets, puts him over the 2,000 yard mark. Jeez, wow! Talk about another guy, man. That good was just Lord. a highlight I, film. I could watch him all day, man. The way he he would stop on a dime and change directions, and mm-hmm. I think. People don't give him enough respect for his his lower body strength because he shed a lot of tacklers. You know, when you consider the poorest teams he played on the Detroit, man, that dude was running for his life, man. But you could not bring that dude down with just just one arm tackle. That dude, Incredible. he was something else, man. man People he, like uh, him. <clears throat> go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, dude, like the year he he had all he broke the two thousand yard mark, he gave each of his offensive linemen gold bracelets with 2000 the number of yards like 2012 or something like that. oh wow uh, on bracelets for him but i can remember i went in i i the year he retires the year i got there i got there and you know he and i can sit back i was sitting in meetings and um we're going through an install the first time and they say all right then you block this bike you block this bike left tackle got this block and oh, this is uh, this would have been Barry's man. I was like, watching film, like, why do we keep saying that's Barry's man? So I, I, I look over at uh, at uh, this guy. His name was Tony Simple. He was simple too. He, he definitely simple. Tony, that's a simple. I said, simple. Why do they keep saying that's Barry's man back in the day? He's like, oh, well, when they used to run this play, he'd be running the ball, right? I'm like, yeah, he's running the ball. He said, we said, well. That would be the guy that he would make miss. 
So, oh, that's Barris, man. Now watch it. All right, you've got him, you got him, you got him. But this will be Barris, man. Watch on this play. And it would it would be like a Hall of Famer, like a John Lynch. Oh man. It'd be in a hole and he'd shake him. And one time he shook him and blew his knee out. I said, Oh, I get it now. That's Barry's man. But it was ridiculous how good that cat was, man. Yeah, unbelievable. All right. So there was this day, 1997. Did you see this um the amount that the Phoenix Suns went for? No. Okay. So you know they had the 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 owner who they had to kind of force out the Robert Sarver, you know, racist, misogynist stuff going on. Yep. Uh, there's a billionaire mortgage leader named Matt Ishbia. Okay. This guy was a walk-on at Michigan State, walk-on basketball player. So he purchased the Phoenix Suns and the and the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury for $4 billion. Oh! <laughs> oh! Yeah, man. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yep. Is yeah. James Brown would say, hey! Yeah. Exactly. So his uh, his brother Justin will will be a big, significant investment uh, contributor to this thing too. But uh, yeah, those guys will be they'll be taking this. So uh, th- these are some of the numbers on franchises that have been bought you know, in the last few years. So the Nets were bought for two point three five billion. The uh, Rockets two point two, and the Clippers for two billion back in twenty fourteen. So that that's yeah. The Lakers had a minority share sold for a higher valuation than the Suns of the $4 billion per purchase. Uh, but, I mean, this is – it is crazy, right? So this guy's history is – he was like a, he was a CEO of United Wholesale Mortgage Company based in Michigan. Man. He had been pursuing NBA and NFL teams in recent years, finally landed on the Suns. He was a walk-on at Michigan State. He was part of the 2000 team that won the championship with Tom Izzo and that crew. Um, and he previously donated $32 million to the basketball program. Wow, so, this dude's got oh heavy, God. heavy paper. <laughs> Uncle, yeah. can I borrow it out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can I borrow the car tonight? Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so pretty, pretty interesting, right? Um, all right, let's uh, let's dive into some of our birthdays and and some of our our movies because I I want to I want to get to one of our particular birthdays in a second. I'm going to save him for last. Okay, me. So in in no me? particular order. Yes, oh, yes. Darren. I thought you meant me. Okay. You're always we always save the best for last with you, Derek. You're, you're the best. Just in case you weren't wondering. You weren't you were wondering. Oh my goodness. Despite what Barrett says. All right. So um, uh, what? All right. So we will go uh the first one, Joe Paterno. Joe Paterno would have been ninety-six wow. years old today. Wow. Wow. Born in nineteen twenty-six. Joe Paterno. Yep. And we know how it ended. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So uh born in nineteen twenty-six. Um, Nostradamus. Wow. Okay. In the future. He was born in 1503. Was Nostradamus. Yes. I wonder if he saw us reading his birthdays on our sports take show back then, back in 15. Uh, or something. I don't know. Good question. Uh, Jane Fonda, the actress is 85 years old. Been around a long time. Yes. yes indeed. That was good work though, wasn't it? Back in the day. That was strong. Yeah, man. <laughs> Not, don't get Rob, not, don't get Rob not terrible now. Like look, after yesterday, not don't get bad. Rob started, man. After yeah, what Rob me, said yesterday, you think about it for a second, would you? It. Yeah. What? <laughs> wait, wait. Say that again. Say that again. I said you'd think about it, maybe. You know, oh, today. Man. Today. Yeah, oh, maybe. Man. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just saying. It. I'm done. Anyway, uh, I'm done. 
Keeper Sutherland is 56 uh. years old. Barrett gets me in trouble, man. Keeper <laughs> Sutherland is 56 years old uh, today. Ray Romano, the actor, comedian, is 65 years old. One of my favorites from the Olympics back in the day, Florence Griffith Joyner, is yep. uh, would have been – she was born this day in 59. She passed away really young, sadly. Yeah. But she was awesome, man, Flo Jo. She was, she was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Chrissy Everett, Hall of Fame tennis player, 68 uh, years old today, Chrissy Everett. Jane Kaczmarek, who's been in a lot of stuff, including Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, she is 67 today. Carl the Wilson. city of Milwaukee. Thank you very much. Is she a Milwaukee girl? There yes, you go. Indeed. Better believe it. Uh, Carl Wilson, one of the beach founding members of the Beach Boys. Uh, he's since passed, but he was born in 1946. Got a lot of athletes here. Ha Ha Clinton Dix yep. is 30 today. Uh, Mark Ingram. What a bust he was. He was a bust. He was a bust. Oh, yeah. uh, Mark Ingram still playing. He's 33 years old. Uh, I'll give you a great one here. Josh Gibson from the yep. uh, from the Negro Leagues. Would, would have, he was called the the Black Babe Ruth, Josh yep. Gibson. Yep. yep. Uh, just incredible. Born this day, 1911. Unbelievable what it, what, what it would have looked like if he got the opportunity to play in the bigs, man. Um, Quinta uh, Brunson from uh, the Abbott Elementary Show and yeah. is a Philly girl, by the I way. I love this show, yeah. I love she's awesome. Show. She's yes, really, she really funny and just yeah. – she's just, just good in everything. Yeah. yeah. She's 32 years old. Uh, Hunter Renfro, the receiver for the Raiders, is 27. Jameel Hill, formerly of ESPN. I'm not sure what outlet she's with now. She's 47 years old today. Frank Zappa, the singer, is was born on this day in 1940. He died pretty young, mm-hmm. did uh, Frank. Uh, I will save that. Like I said, I'll save that last one. But do you guys have any other birthdays that are that are of note? Mike Allstott. Oh. Fullback, he's 49 today. That's a great one. Actually, yeah. my cousin, Coney Ely. He was a good player. He had a good career. Yeah. Got drafted yeah. by the second round by uh, the Panthers. Yep. He uh, he's a guy that you know thought he had it all under control, man, and then lost it all, bro. Yeah, he had some solid years. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know all the background, but yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Crazy, Gunner, man. you got any? You got Phil Donahue. Uh, oh, Phil, Phil Donahue. Donahue. Yeah. Okay. Phil That's Donahue. A good one. Andy Dick. Andy Dick is okay. fifty-seven. Yep. Adam Schefter, 56. Oh, okay. Uh, Caitlin Deaver from the show Last Man Standing is 26. All right. Uh, Julie Delpy is 53. Tom Payne is 40. And that's it. That's it. You got any other ones? No, man. That's it, bro. Okay. All right. Uh, I want to do movies, and then I'll circle back to the the other one. Uh, So movies. Aquaman, 2018. Good movie. Yep. Very good. Uh, this is 40 in 2012. It came out. Another Jad Apatow movie. Yep. Uh, a Beautiful Mind, which uh, I think I, they had a couple Academy Awards for that one, I think. Yep. yep. With yes. Russell Wilson yep. and Jennifer Conley. That was, uh, yeah, 01. Kindergarten Cop with Arnold and Danny DeVito, 1990. Are you eating other people's food? Stop it. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. Yeah. Uh Patriots Day in 2016, Mark Wahlberg about the real events that happened at the yeah, uh, yeah the Boston Marathon. Um, the Graduate, 1967, Dustin Hoffman, classic, you know, one of the all-time classics. All right, you guys have any other movies? That's all you have. That's it. Oh man, there's a whole slew of them. Uh, right. The movie Sing, I love that movie. The animation uh, movie Sing, and yeah, Sing yeah, that was huge. That was huge. That's yeah. huge movie. Uh, 1937, the original Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh wow! How about that? 
Think about that. Okay, uh, 2022, the new Puss in Boots movie called The Lost, The Last Witch. Okay. Uh, Wish. Um, Cheaper by the Dozen 2, 2005. Um, I Want to Dance with Somebody, the Whitney Houston. That's today um, it's coming out. Coming out today. Yeah. Uh, Bumblebee, which is a spinoff of Transformers, came out in 2018. Good movie. Uh, Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Boy Neutron. 2001. Love that. Uh, this is a movie I didn't really watch. I still don't understand this movie. 2007, uh, Sweeney Todd, the demon... Barbara of the of Barbara, Street. yeah. Johnny Depp? Yep, Johnny Depp. Yep. Okay. I didn't watch that one. Um right. The Autopsy of Jane Doe, 2016. I didn't see that. Uh how the, the comedy movie How High. You ever see that one? But Great movie. Out here. That Method movie Man, is funny as heck. Red Man. Yes. Oh, that movie is funny as heck, man. Method Man and Red Man. Yep. Uh let's see. Little Woman, uh, Little Women came out in 1994. Okay. I don't remember that one. Uh National Treasure, The Book of Secrets, 2007. Great movie, also. And uh let's see. Second Act, 2018, Jennifer Lawrence, Vanessa Hudson, and Treat Williams came out in 2018. Okay. That's All it. Right. That's it. Good list. All right. So one of our birthdays today is Samuel L. Jackson, the great yeah. actor. He's 74, which he doesn't look 74. I will tell you that. Right. Uh, <laughs> for starters. Uh, and still is, you know, prolific, man. I mean, he's commercials, voiceover work. Yeah. I, I mean, it's unbelievable what this guy, you know, has accomplished in the career. And and here's the, the really one of the real interesting things about him. He got started late. Like, yeah, he yeah, he did. He didn't. Yeah, he was like pushing 40 before he started getting like these little small parts in like Coming to America and some other movies before he really blew up. Um, Goodfellas, he was he had a small role in that, too. But he was I think he was 40 when he landed uh, Coming to America. So hmm. he it was it was not overnight. Um, you know, he had some he had some issues, had some demons back in the day. And then, you know, did his thing like on Broadway and all this other stuff. And. And then it blew up. So here's my question for you guys when it comes to Samuel L. Jackson. <clears throat> Favorite movie? Oh, What's your go-to? What's your go-to Samuel L.? Dude, um, when we talked about this on the show meeting, I started thinking. Now, the, my first real introduction to Samuel L. was when he got the bit role in Goodfellas. He got whacked in the movie. but Stacks. that was my, Yeah. He got my, yeah. That was my first. As I've watched them, though, Rob, I can't pick. I, he, so I'm. I've liked him as Nick Fury in the Avengers series. I, Me I too. Say. That's where I've, I've loved the role. There's so many iconic movies he's been a part of, but I have to go with the Nick Fury Nick Fury um, character from the Avengers. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. Um, How about you, B? It's tough, man, because I like the negotiator. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was awesome in that. He was, man. But then he was also awesome in Unbreakable, man. All the Unbreakable. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he's he's got a good thing with M Night Shyamalan. They, yeah, they, they, those two work well together. Yep. So, uh, out out of those two, I think I'm gonna go with. I think I'm gonna go with Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> the Okie Doke. Okay. <laughs> Shaft, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh yeah. That's, that's, you know, it's reprise hero. the role, man. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Isaac Hayes. Right. Was he Shaft? Was it? Wasn't it Isaac? Hayes? Yep. Isaac Hayes. Yeah. Yep. Back in the day. Uh, that's good. Look, I'm going to go with the uh, it's chalk. It's obvious. I know it is. Okay? Uh, okay, but it's Pulp Fiction for me all day long. Yeah, yeah. I, he is so good in that. He, Iconic he, in that, man. I yes. mean, 
Say what one more time? <laughs> <laughs> say what? And you're like, oh, dude, don't say it. Don't say it, please. And then he's just oh, so funny. God. Oh, that's a tasty burger. And he's drinking the guy's drink. You know. I mean, but look at all the movies that are popping up on here. Uh, um, Coach Carter, he was good in Coach he's Carter. He's great in Coach Carter. Coach Carter, uh, yeah. Django Unchained, he was good in that movie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what's the other uh, one? Star Wars. We have Star West Wars. Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, tell you what, a movie that. he doesn't get enough credit for, which he was really good in, uh, as John Dickerson put out here. Black Snake Moan was really good. Yep. Was really good in that one. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. He was, oh my goodness. I mean, you can just go on and on and on with the movies he was in. My, yeah, it's snakes so on the plane was funny. His yeah, he's bleepity <laughs> bleep snakes on the bleepity bleep plane. He's so funny when he's interviewed about that. He's like, "Did you see that? What they paid me to make that movie? You would have made snakes <laughs> on the plane too." Yeah, no, but dog, the other guys is one of the most iconic. Hey, we what he said? Shoot for the tree. I mean, shoot for the bushes. Yeah, <laughs> just just that part right there. Yep. It's, it's, it's got me, man. You know, I mean, it, the movie he wasn't it wasn't a big role in there, yeah. but he would say, you know, go for the bushes. Whatever he said, man, it just I I just love that iconic. Yeah, there. yeah, unbelievable. You know, he worked for three years as a stand-in for Bill Cosby on the Cosby Show. Did he? While, while he was working, you know, Broadway and, and just to try to make ends meet. No kid. Yeah, yeah. Because no they filmed in New York, and he he was he's based out of New York. No kid. Yeah, I had no, I, I never knew that. I'm glad you Pretty said cool. that. How? Cool, wow. Yep. Yeah, coming to America was really his first break in '88. He had done some TV too, like he he'd done some stuff. Um, but then then stuff started happening. Like uh, Goodfellas, he had a little role in that. Stax Edwards is what he played. But then then it started to take off after that. And then uh, by, Time to Kill. Time to uh, Kill. Yeah. By the by the '90s, he was rolling, man. Yeah, how, how about the Hitman's bodyguard glass? Hitman's body, yep, glass. Mr. That's glass. the other thing, man. He is always making stuff, right? That guy just cranks out. Seventy-four years old, still going strong. Pretty, pretty impressive, man. man. Uh, that run uh, that, that he's been on—that's for sure. So, yeah, happy seventy-fourth to uh, Samuel L. Uh, all right, so Eagles uh, update as we talked about a little bit earlier. You know, Shane Steichen basically said, "Look, he's a tough guy. If he can go, he will go." We heard that, but then. Uh, Jalen is not out at practice. So um, for whatever that's worth, it's right now. What was that Minshew. Tell you? Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Remember I'm Tarzan? You. I liked him in Tarzan also. The Legend of Tarzan. I didn't see that one. Oh, good. yeah. I forgot yeah. about that one. Yeah. yeah I didn't that's see that one. one. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah like I said, but, but see, that doesn't – that doesn't – to me, that doesn't shock me that he's not practicing because he's the one of those guys that, you know, all right, he knows the game plan. He knows what he's going to do when he gets on the field. He's probably doing so much true ice and, and, and stem and then and, and massages and then, you know, he might be doing acupuncture. He might be doing everything possible to get his, his shoulder ready to play. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, that, he just might be in there doing all those things, you know what I'm saying? Ice and press repeat, ice, stem, um, whatever, you know, heat. <clears throat> Plus replay again, you know, just keep going. He'll just keep going until his body just wills itself to be able to play, bro. Yeah. I, I have you guys I think we, we did this yesterday, like percentages. Have you moved off of your percentage of where you were? Um I'm I'm like I'm at like three. What's that? That he'll play. That he'll, that he'll play. play. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Three percent if if he's lucky. I don't think he's playing this game. Especially if he's not out in practice tomorrow, kissing goodbye. 
You can just start looking ahead. With the Saturday the game. game. Yeah, tomorrow's yes. a big day. Yeah. Uh, so he's not out there. Yeah. Where are you at, B? I'm not a three. I'm probably around about 18 or 19. Oh, okay. That's but I, I, I know he's not going to play, but I'm still at 18 or 19. You just said that to, to be different from us, didn't you? No, I said that because Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And okay, even though yeah. you're going to try to save him from being himself, he might just be like forcing their hand. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, Jalen, you know how you coaches have to save players from themselves sometimes? Yeah. You want to see Jalen play Saturday or you want to see him play the first round of the playoffs? I want to see him play the first round of the playoffs. <clears throat> okay. So Sirianni and Steichen, if they have to, and Big Dom, don't let Big Dom get involved. Well, see, bro, saying, look at this, dog. Oh, yeah, you're right about that. You know, big don't Dom, let Big Jay. Dom get involved because Big just, Dom just, will take his helmet. Just say, go sit down somewhere. That's what exactly. he'll say. That's what and he'll listen to him, too. You talk, I'm just go saying, sit your bleep, bleep down somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying this. That's just like Rob. We got to force Rob to take a day off. <laughs> we had to force him. You know what I'm saying? We have to make him. Like, he was giving us percentage points. Hey, it's, it's probably 90% of chance that I'm going to be here, but I'm, I, I need to take the day off on Friday, spend some time with the wife. Yep. By the time we got to Monday, he had got it down to, all right, it's 82%. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't until Thursday that you say, all right, I'm, I'm going to take off, guys. Not yet. We had Not, to make you take off you're the right. day before. You guys, and you guys have my best interest at heart. I don't. <laughs> right. I can't see the forest through the trees. That's true. Very true, man. The, bad, no, the bottom line, Maggie probably sitting here. If you don't take this day off, oh, yeah. we yeah. got problems. Believe me, she's thrilled I'm, I'm on WIP tonight, 6 to 10, on her birthday. It's, right. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff. You guys have room on your couches? We'll be. It'll be. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, I can't tell you how many birthdays I've missed. In you my, said 3 to 10? 6 to 10. Jesus, oh, no. 10. Don't, oh. don't give doing, them any ideas, doing, Barrett. Are you doing solo or? Solo, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't mind solo. It's fine. It's a, it, it, right. either way. Whatever. I'll give you a call around seven. All right. I'm all with right. you, man. I, I, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you are locked in, friend. That's great. Thank you. Uh, don't think I won't be following up with a text. Right. Yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, we'll, look, we'll see. I mean, I, 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 I'm with you guys. Ultimately, I think knowing Jalen, it's not a hundred percent, but knowing the way that they have to look at the big picture, I think it's going to be tough. But uh oh, uh oh, what happened? He froze. I thought it was me for a minute. Me too. Then I'm uh, I'm looking at uh, Uh, what I'm waiting, I'm being sure I'm looking at my text. You know, Xander will Xander will give me a text. Hey, um, I might need you on Birds 365 on Friday because somebody's traveling. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm diming you out, Xander. Yeah, I know that's what you do to me all the time. Wow. I was waiting for the I was waiting for the text, but no text, so I'm good. All right. Well, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, uh, Rob's uh, internet caught up with him again. Uh, hasn't happened in weeks, maybe right. quite a while, or maybe over a month since. You know, um, maybe he decided to take a few moments off from us to end this show, Barrett. I don't know. Right. 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 You know, I mean, you know, we're, we're not easy to deal with at times. You know, so I, I understand, but you know, um, this this is a this is a discussion. Should Jalen play? Should he not play? Is he really hurt? Is he not hurt? Is it a precautionary measure? Is it the right move considering they need the one more game to clinch the number one seed? 
and all this. Stuff. I mean, it's going to be debated up until. Well, we give me your honest. Give me your honest. Give me your honest. My, uh, oh, there is my honest. What? Your honor. Do you want Jalen to play or not this week? If if he is hurt, I do not want to see him on the field. If he is hurt, if there's more. What if he's just sore? Because I just think he's at a point he's just sore. Bear, I don't care how many players have played sore. If you're just sore, he needs to be on the field. You need to be on the field, wrap this thing up. You don't want to rely on the last two games. Too many fluke things have happened the last three or four weeks of an NFL season. Teams jockeying for position. All of a sudden, the team you thought was automatically in is now out of team that was out is automatically in. Too many fluke things. I don't care how talented this team is. You want to have all Pistons firing on the same wavelength. Get this thing over. Then if you want to rest them against the Saints and the Giants, by all means, go ahead. What but about you, just Rob? So. Chris, nobody pulled the Wi-Fi. <laughs> not not out of the question that that would happen. Oh, See what man. I tell you? He goes to the stream. Uh, no. I, you know what happened? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I got to be on Thursday. You know what's fun? I, it, I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, they went, zzz, zzz, and then it just it just shut down. I've never seen it. <laughs> I swear to God. It's been it. over a month since this is I know. Man. I haven't had any problems with a knock on wood a really long time. Wow. Anyway, I'm back. Um, I, I Barrett, um, if there's any kind of issue where he might be compensating, I don't want him out there. Like that's right. where I'm at. I got to be careful with this guy. I mean, he's just too, too important. All right, uh, that'll do it for us. We're back tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. Thanks to everybody in the stream, everybody who listening, everybody listening, everybody in the chat room. Despite what some people were saying earlier, we love you. We're, I'm hugging. We're hugging, <laughs> hug it out. Um, don't go anywhere. You got Dan Cilio with the National Football Show for three hours. Uh, I want to thank Xander Krause for producing the program. Right. Guys are all the best. Thanks for hanging with us. Looking forward to hanging with you tomorrow. We'll get you further information on the Eagles. Right, get you right. set for the Cowboys game. That'll do it for us. For Barrett, for Derek, I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC Family of Apps.